Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Finch Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, October the 6th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking bodybuilding, business, Batman, <laughs> Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. We'll see where we uh, where we end up today. Um, I have my man D'Lo here in the house. Before I jump in with him, just the housekeeping things quick, one the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live. If you guys are not in there and you want to pop in for a week for free, you get a free seven-day trial on me. You can do everything inside the app, the Action Hero Jack program, the 10 Weeks to Rip program, the at-home Metcons, the stuff for travel, hotel, you name it. Everything is jam-packed inside of there. Jeremy Scott Fitness app gets you guys a week for free. Try it. See if you like it. Then you can stand for a couple of pennies a day. If it's not your cup of tea, I'm happy to point you guys in the right direction, but I update my weekly workouts every single week in there. There's full follow-along mobility flows. The next program we have is a microdosing mobility. Don't steal the name of it. Um, that is something I think everybody should do uh, in the world, especially who are already inside of the app. So if you're interested in any of those things and you just head to the gym and you're looking for this first fucking day, you're looking for a new place to go, hit me up, jeremyscuffinness.app, and you guys can get a week on me. Bro. <laughs> It's like your first day. <laughs> You're good. Uh, real quick, um, this episode is brought to you by my friends at uh, at AG1 here. So you guys know it's the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you don't eat enough fruits and vegetables and you don't want to take 15 different pills, this would be the one easy health hack I would throw into your life. That's why I take it every day. It is the best tasting, in my opinion, in terms of the benefits. Gut health for me is huge. My immune system, I do feel a little bit of a boost in energy as well. And just kind of helps me cover the gaps in my nutrition. So maybe you've seen it on TV. You've heard other people talk about it. If you want a free sample 100% on me, hit me up. We'll send one right to your front door. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in. We will get it to you. You can try it if you like it. We will hook you up with a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. That is my gift to you guys. I don't know anybody else who's doing that, but I'm happy to get it in your hands if you want to try it before you buy it and make the investment. And honestly, I do think it's the easiest health hack and it's the easiest way to just kind of, you know, not forget to do all the smart, healthy things you're supposed to be doing. Because there's a lot of things you can do, um, but you can't do all of them. This is a real easy one. Next to, you know, walking, uh, this is probably the easiest health hack you can do. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you all the free stuff. Otherwise, hit me up for a free sample today. Dude. Mm. Well, Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here again. Yeah, this will be, um, it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of you guys know D'Lo um, already. We'll talk about some of his stuff and what we are doing and just all the things in life here, just catching up with him. I am going to read this uh, note I got a couple of weeks ago from a friend of mine. And uh, I was looking over it like the last week and it got me thinking just, you know, how I've been spending my time and how I want to spend my time basically moving forward, whether that be, you know, if I have six days left or if I have 60 years left, and, and none of us really know. That's kind of the beauty of this, you know, wild fucking ride of life, I guess. And I'm not sharing this to be like a downer, um, even though some of this is going to be depressing as hell. Um, and I'm not trying to talk you out of working hard in your career, in your business, especially on this podcast. Um, I'm not telling you not to work hard and go make money. It's an economical world. I understand we all have bills to pay and there's, you know, cool shit we want to buy and do, but I just wanted to share it for a lot of you out there. Maybe if you're just always, it's always hustle and it's always grind and it's always, you're missing some other things just for a bit of perspective. Um, 
like again, and I'm guilty of it as anybody else is. And it's, it's like so. Sometimes I read these things, um, and it's for myself to hear them. But the messages below, um, I don't have the author. If somebody has it, you can obviously hit me up, and I'll, I'll give them the full credit on here. But the messages, and I quote: Have you ever thought about this? In a hundred years, like in twenty-one twenty-three, we'll all be buried, and all of our relatives and friends will as well. Strangers will live in our homes, the ones that we fought so hard to build. And they will own everything that we have today. All our possessions will be unknown, unborn, including the cars we spent a fortune on. They'll probably be scrap in the hands of some unknown collector or just sitting in a, a basically a car graveyard at some point. Your descendants will hardly, or if I had to guess, barely know who you were, nor will they remember you. And if you think about it, like how many of us really knew our grandfather's father? Me personally, not at all. And so you can see how this kind of does parallel real life here. And after we die, we'll be remembered for those of us who are lucky, a few years. Um, and then we'll be just portraits in somebody's bookshelf or in this day and age and on somebody's YouTube or Instagram, I guess, if you want to <laughs> Google search some of the shit that I did, you know, when I'm dead. And a few years later after that, you know, those photos and, and videos and the deeds and the history kind of disappear into oblivion. And you won't even be memories. And... If we paused, you know, just one day to kind of review your life and the questions and the things you're doing, and perhaps you could understand how ignorant, you know, and misguided a lot of us are in achieving, quote unquote, all these things. And if you could only think about this, surely your approach and your thoughts would change and, and maybe you would live your life a little bit differently, you know, because we get so caught up in always having more, um, but then we have no time for what's really valuable in life. And in this message, it goes on to say, I would change all of this to live and enjoy the walks that I had never taken, the hugs that I never gave, the kisses for our children and our loved ones, and the jokes that we didn't have time for. Those certainly would be the most beautiful moments to remember. After all, that's what fills us with love and joy in our life. And some of us waste it day after day with greed, selfishness, and intolerance. And every minute of your life is priceless, and you'll never be repeated. So take time to enjoy it, be grateful for it, and celebrate your existence. That is the end of the message. And I'm not sharing that to make you feel like shit, um, but uh, it is eye-opening when you see it that way, and you look at how you spend your time and how you spend your money. And a lot of us, and again, it's an economical world, but it's disproportionate to what we say we value and what is important versus what we're actually doing. Whoa. Yeah. So, amen. Happy Friday. Yep. Here we are. Welcome. You know, adding to that, it's it's funny because I'm always one when I wake up every morning and and this has been something as of late cuz I don't remember as of as of past too well. But I wake up and I'm just like I feel good today. I'm healthy. I'm going to go do the things that I really love to do first thing, play with my dogs, have my coffee, you know, see my wife, uh, work out, do all those things. And I watch the sunrise. And every day when I get to see the sunrise and I'm just like, this is cool. You know, how many more of these do I get? And I, I think a lot of people lose that perspective of how many more sunrises, sunsets that they actually get because they get so caught up in chopping wood and hustling and carrying the boats, carrying the boats. And, and which is all great. I love to carry boats. I love the chop wood. I mean, that's part of my passion of what I love doing. And, and reason why you and I are together today talking about entrepreneurial spirit and how we can, you know, help others. But there has to be that message to me is so heartfelt. And it tells that there has to be an inner balance with just life, you know, and living it to its fullest because in a hundred years, 
nobody's going to know who we are. Well, no, and like I think of it too, again, there's different seasons, right? Like when you're building your insurance business, right, from day one to to year three. But it doesn't always have to be that season, mm-hmm. like playoff mode versus, versus practice mode. There'll be things you miss out on and things you skip, but you can't do that forever. Because what is the point of building these things and chasing these things and achieving these things if you have no free time right. to do the other fun things that you really want to do. Is that not the point of everything? Like when I was a little kid, it was like, hey, I'll shovel snow. Well, A, so your dad doesn't beat your ass. But you'll shovel <laughs> snow so you can get 10 bucks so I can go buy some basketball cards or go play video games so I can go do cool shit. I didn't just sit there and say I want to shovel everybody's driveway 24-7, 365, and then just all of a sudden I'm an adult, and I'm like, well, what the fuck was the point of being a kid because I never could do any fun kid stuff. But really, as an adult, it's no different. Well, what's the what's the reward for the effort, for the energy? And I talk to people a lot about energy, and I'm not talking like, you know, spiritual energy or, you know, Yoda coming down and blessing you. I'm talking about the actual energy that you give to somebody else, whether it be through your 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 business, through your consultation, all that sort of stuff. And what is it by you giving that out? Are you getting back from somebody else? Is it a monetary thing? Is it a heartfelt, you know, thank you? I mean, whatever. And then when you look at even like in your career, as you train people and people go work out and they just blast themselves day after day, um, that rest day, that, that day of rest becomes so important to not just like you know, let your body rest so that it can build and recover. It's the same thing with work. You can work yourself into the grind. And yes, there are seasons of life, but you still need that day for reflection and knowing what you, you know, understanding what you did. I'll, I'll switch gears in a second. But if I think about it, like how many hours are you really good for? You know what I mean? Like yeah. in a day, like legitly you're good. I'm probably good for like four or five hours. Did that change when you turned 40? I mean, right around this. Um, there's like a there's a there's a gap there somewhere, right? Yeah. Like where it, th- there's different like levels of, of what good is is, is different <laughs> totally. too, right? Like when you're t- when I'm 28, I could probably be here from you know six to eleven straight through, go home, sleep, work out, come back, film videos at night, you know. But I say that, and that was a great day. But then the next day, I'm shit. Yeah. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, I'm stepping over dimes to pick up pennies. So like. Was I really good for 10 hours that day? Because then the next day I'm trash. I don't just mean trash like I'm trash at work. I'm trash with my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm trash with my friends. I'm just a worthless fucking human because I've gave everything to this thing. And now when I think about it, and I think about, like, obviously I watch my wife, you know, in her corporate career and the hundreds of people that come in here, you're probably good for, like, of, like, legit focused four or five hours. If you could maybe like take a nap, unplug for an hour or two, you might be able to come back and be awesome. Um, and I'll share this, like for those of you guys, like, you know, Dave Dries, Dries would always say to me, who used to run a gym, he used to work with me and then he ran his own facility. He goes, I, he goes, I'm awesome till like 12. Mm-hmm. And he goes after 12, he goes, I have zero creativity and I'm tired and I suck and I'm not, I'm not going to return emails. I'm not going to be good. I'm just, I'm fucking capped out. And I'm like, well, you gave so much for six hours. Yeah. And I think for like, if you look at a normal person, like how many, like I work as hard as I can most days until I'm like, I suck. And then I just, and some days that's longer than others. Um, and I don't go at such a breakneck pace because I'm older now versus younger, but you're not good for, sorry, everybody listening. Your employees aren't good. You know this. Oh, no. Your employees aren't good for eight hours a day. 
No, and that that has been one of the that has been one of the hardest things to accept as a hungry entrepreneur in the beginning aspect of my life. And now that I'm you know broaching fifty, come February, it's another season of life for me. But building up to that season of life, I've become more understandable to the aspect that uh, people that work for you they have lives. You know, they have things. They have kids. They have divorces. They have affairs. They have all sorts of crazy stuff that's going on. They got and shit. They got shit, yeah. And and so if you can get four good hours out of them in an eight-hour workday, you're winning. You, you're literally winning. I mean, and now with the the, the whole thing of, of, of COVID um, and after, now it's become this uh, work environment where if you don't give them the option to be able to work at home and let them have a place to come to if they want to get away. So you're looking at it differently now. You're not like, oh, you got to be here from, you know, nine to five inside these four walls, you know, crack the whip sort of thing. Now it's like, just get your job done. And if you're more creative at six in the morning until 12, and then you're just, you know, you're available for those other work hours. I'm, I'm kind of cool with it because we're doing better than we ever have, you know? Well, and for me, like, that's like entrepreneurship. That's the benefit. Like I, this is, it's exhausting to do this, obviously. Yeah. Like to run your own stuff is, it's an exhausting thing. It's lonely. It's, <laughs> it, it's a lot of it sucks. I'm not going to be, you know, sit here and bullshit you guys. I go, but the one thing that is cool is like, you can do it with what fits your skill set and schedule. So what I mean is if I have to, for me, I'm, I need to be creative and build all of these. Let's say it is a program or workouts or whatever. I have to write something or do a, a solo podcast and talk into the ether. I can do that on my own time. Yeah. No one says, Jeremy, you got to build all this shit from seven to nine. If I don't want to fucking do it between seven and nine, I'm not going to. Right. That would that's the that would be the hard part. Like when because you're a boss, your people have to. Well, I'm I'm not motivated to come. Well, you got to come to work today. We need you to do this at this time, and that's the part of working for someone else that would suck, I think. <laughs> totally. Because it's like, he, you have to go, you have to travel here, you have to be here, you have to do this. And I'm like, so you pay a price to not have to do that. And I guess that's the benefit of of this life for sure. But it is hard to to do something, especially when you're not motivated and you don't control your schedule. Yeah. And, you know, in my situation, creating an environment that is beyond, you know, for people that haven't heard me the last three times on here, I, I own an insurance brokerage and we specialize in hospitality. And so it's like to not feel like my workers are coming in and they're having to do quote unquote insurance, you know, as you know, you have said many times, God dread the insurance and, and trust me, I'm right there with you. It's like something, it's just a weird industry. It's a very good industry and it can be very lucrative, but it's very, just not looked upon like a NBA basketball star or, you know, there's not a lot of seventh graders who are like, you know what? I want insurance. I want a slang insurance when I'm a grown adult. Yeah. And so to create an environment like I've done, to allow people to come in and utilize their personality the way that they want and match them up with other people who are buying a product that they have to have anyways, but they want to do it with you and they want to do it with the people that you've aligned them with. It makes them feel better because now they're not doing insurance anymore. They're talking to their friend on the other line and they're helping them solve you know issues that have to do with things related to insurance. And my hope is like a lot of places do, well, it's never going to happen. The places get too big. You can't do that. It just becomes this monster machine. I'm like, but hopefully, I don't know where it all goes, like with AI and technology in the future. But I'm like the human aspect of it and like people enjoying coming to work, I think is the key. Like I would hate it if RP, like it was Brian's birthday today. 
And he's like, oh, my God, I got all these birthday gifts, and everybody's so nice, and, like, we have fucking balloons for him here. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like you're seven years old again. <laughs> I go, this doesn't exist, like, in corporate America. No. Not like this. This is a different thing. I go, but also, they don't hate coming here. And to me, that's everything. I don't want to work with people who are miserable as fuck and don't want to be around me. I'm like, I'd like to make it as flexible and as cool for you as I can, as long as we can all get our shit done. Yeah. Like life can be okay. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be in an environment that's walking on eggshells with miserable people. Like it's no life. I do want to ask you, cause you are almost 50 mm-hmm. and you're doing a, <laughs> you're doing a bodybuilding show, man. You're in it. Yeah. I'm in it. Uh, 36 was the last time I did it and you, you were on stage with me. Yeah, I don't see uh, me doing this when I'm 49, bro. <laughs> if I if I make it that long, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can even come to work then, let alone get on stage and uh, in my tights and just you know flex on everybody. Well, what it, uh, what prompted this? Yeah, okay. So, you know, my, my father who um, who started the insurance agency with me, he retired a couple years ago, and in his 60s, after his what was it? Uh, fourth divorce, um, you know, decided to get back on track and start lifting again and become a, a bodybuilder. And he was Mr. Colorado back in the seventies. So well, he's a fit. He's fit. Oh yeah. But he, he, he went on the fat train, you know, during the period of life of building the insurance agency and building the business, you know, and he had the wrong, um, you know, just the wrong lifestyle. He was probably, my dad's about five. Well, now he's shrinking because he's getting older. So I, I, I had to guess my dad's probably about five seven, five eight. Um, and you know, at one time he was two hundred and you know seventy pounds. I mean, he was he was a big boy. It's huge. So he he went from like Mr. Colorado to Fat Albert to hitting his sixties, saying, "All right, eye of the tiger, getting back into it." You know, not dead yet. Because how old is he now? He's seventy five now. Because I've only n- known him as being fit yeah yeah so yeah because i I met you probably you know close to a decade ago so um so my dad you know gets back into shape does all this stuff and he goes on the bodybuilding you know realm and and he loves it my dad's an an attention whore i mean just loves it and i wonder where i get it from so yeah um we're all trying to fill some void inside of us yeah yeah so so when i was 36 i did my first show ever and i wanted to do it and i have that i have a picture a really good picture of my dad and i backstage looking like oompa loompas um and we both competed on the same stage uh you know and it's cool it was a cool memory yeah and i'm like okay great and then i i kind of was like okay that was that was fun i I don't really want to do that again you know because i was still I was still in the lifestyle of building my business. I was going out drinking too much. I was I was just you know eating at restaurants all the time because I'm in hospitality, um, and I just lost I lost myself for the last uh, you know 14 13 years. And when I married my wife Kim, I got back on track. I quit the drinking. I got more focused. I started training with you. I started doing like other things. You've been drinking what nine years? I've been drinking nine years. Yeah, it'll be ten come June. Um, wow. And, and, and that's not a big deal. It's just personal choice. It's like, do I want to drink and feel like shit the next two days? Or do I really want to bust ass now because I have a family and I want to make as much money as possible to make sure that we're all taken care of? And so I, I took the latter and my wife appreciated that and stayed with me because of it. So Right. Know, healthier. Yeah. Yeah. It all it, it all worked out. And and I cherish, you know, her more than more than anything. So I, um, you know. 
what got the train rolling again as far as just being healthy, but I was still going out to eat a lot. I was still like, I just wasn't doing like all the things that I knew I was capable of. And I have really good genetics. That's one thing that I know. Like, and, and I think you'll admit, I mean, you've been training me for a long time and just like, you know, as of recent in the last three months, my body's just undergone this change because I've just really dialed it in. And it's one of these things where, yeah, is it three Th- three months, yeah. I started my my new fitness journey up to this show. Uh, I mean, you're you're fit. you're always you're always fit. Yeah, like you're always fit. Like you can always do all the things, and you're strong enough, whatever. But you're by far the leanest you've been since I can remember. Yeah, since you yeah right. So that's I I started going down this train, and and you had them on. Um, what really messed me up in a good way was uh was Troy Certified Health Nut. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm at Optimize. Optimize, for those of you listening, is a place where you go do cold plunge. You know, you do the saunas. Mike's place. Yeah, Mike's place. You had Mike on as well. He's on the podcast, too. And he's when he says certified athlete, Troy Casey's the guy's name. Drinks his own pee. He, he, I mean, he's fucking wild, man. But, like, I, and again, I, I say this. He's not the only guy that says about. He is fucking wild. And he's he's crazy in a way. But he st- he studied under Paul Check. He's a super smart dude. Yeah, like he, most of the stuff he says, you can't really fuck with it. Like, and he's just very much like he eats all organic. He does this shit. He's just like he's fucking locked in. He's he's in the sunlight. He's doing his thing. He did a he did a healing hospitality event, which is one of my charities. Um, and he did qigong in the park, and we had forty people. Your mom came. Oh yeah, yeah. And Boone Brothers. Boone Brothers are there, absolutely. And so it was a great event. So I love Certified Health Nut. But the thing was, before I got to know him and meet him, I'm I'm in Optimize. Uh, my friend Aaron Chamberlain, who owns a few restaurants out here, he took me, and he's like, "Dilo, here, check this book out." And he hands it to me, and I bought the book on the spot. You know why? Because there's this old man. 50, right? Now we're old, now we're old men. Shredded, bro. Shredded. Standing on top of this exercise ball, completely shredded. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it was basically Ripped at 50 was, is the name of the title. Yeah. Yeah, Ripped at 50. And I looked at it and I said, you know what? Um, I think I want to do this. So I was kind of just, you know, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I wasn't really getting anywhere. And I was realizing that, um, I had all these things going on with me and people telling me, oh, you have mold or you, you know, you, you have to go take testosterone or, you know, whatever it was. And, and I, I was here to listen, but I just wasn't satisfied with any of the answers. So I ended up finding a guy online, part of the Czech Institute. And I said, Hey dude, I'm looking at your transgression of people. I go, can you just, you know, consult me again, we all need consultants, even me at, you know, you know, 49 years old, I still need consultants, whether it's my body, my business, whatever, my finances. Same here. Right. And, and so he said, yeah, not a problem. What he did is he put something together to me for me that just held me accountable. So I like I literally have an Excel spreadsheet on my phone where I'm tracking all my food. And and most people are like, I'm never going to do that. I'm the type of person that needs to do that. And I actually flourish in doing that. I'm a guy that's like, check the boxes. Like I'm a how predictable can my day be? You know, I don't travel because I don't like unpredictability. I just hate it. You know, I like to know I get up, I do this, this and this. So when I started tracking my food and understanding, you know, I I always knew what macros were, but understanding that I didn't need to be afraid of fruit and, and, and playing with different foods. And then I realized I pretty much eat the same thing every week. Every week, it's the same stuff. And it's real simplified. 
So I went from uh, 100, I weighed myself, it was 164 pounds. And again, like you said, I, I've been, I mean, I won, I won Metcon twice, you know, at 164. And I ended up losing over 20 pounds. I'm at, as of this morning, I'm at 143 pounds. It's wild, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, look that, you know, like you look, and I start doing weights again. I start doing weights in my house and just kind of really um, dialed in routines. And so I said, I want to have a goal before I'm 50 to get up on stage. And my dad happens to be a judge at the show. Of course, he won't be judging me, but he's excited. So it was something that I just put together as a goal, wanted to do, throw on. And I always joked with my wife, you know, because I would go to these shows and these shows aren't that big of a deal. It's not like I'm going up to, you know, be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just going to have a goal and do something. There could be nobody in my class. There could be three or four people, whatever. That's not what it's about. It's about, as I've joked with my wife, I'm one spray tan away from winning, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so here we are. And it's, yeah, shows next Saturday. That's wild, dude. And to think like... It's just something that you hadn't planned for at 47 or 48. No. It's like, you know what? I saw this guy, met this dude, listened to these things, put this together, and now, like, let me just see if I can do this. And it doesn't look like you lost 20 pounds, yeah. which is the wild thing. It's crazy. I'll do before and after pictures that people get to see. I think you show me, like, one or two. Yeah. I can tell then. But because it's like if someone sees you every day, it's just gradual over and over and over. And, again, when you have clothes on, you can't tell. No. Like who's shredded or not. Actually, there's who is that guy? I'm I don't know his name. I don't want to talk about him on here. <laughs> but he um he has a thing where it was like it went viral on um like Instagram, YouTube. If you don't have a six pack at the company, like you're fired. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he so he he did that video. I don't know the guy, but there's like a spoof on it. Where so like so some this and I watched it today actually. This guy goes in, he's like, they're they're talking about like, okay, do you have your quarter three numbers? Or he's like, stand up, pull your shirt up. Are you sucking in? And he's like fucking with the guy and he's like, if you don't have a six pack, you're fired. And I'm like, that seems super fucking wild. But my point is like you can't tell. People just walk around normal day to day life, like but how much effort that was. But in knowing yourself too, like, hey, if I can track these metrics, I can be the leanest I've ever been at 49 years old yeah. while working and kind of just still living my normal life. No, obviously, like, you like to do a lot of that shit. Right. And so that's where I always tell people, I'm like, it is super hard to do. But if your personality type fits these things, like, if you don't need to be super social, if you don't need to go out to eat, and not that you can't be, because you are, you are in the way you are. Like, Am I super social? People would say, well, Jeremy's not. I'm like, yeah, dude, but I sit here some days for six or seven hours, and all I do is talk to fucking people. Mm -hmm. And you sit and do data entry. And then you go have happy hour, and, and is that more social than me or not? It isn't. I'm just spending it in a different way that pays me money. So my point is, is like, if you don't need to go out and do happy hours, if you don't have to go do all these things, and it naturally fits your life to kind of eat the same thing and be at home and like have a routine, like, it is way fucking easier. It is. It is way fucking easier. And the thing is, is that you and I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts and the ones that I really enjoy are the ones that, you know, where you, where you talk about you have to die. You have to die in order to get, you know, and again, not even comparing myself anywhere a fraction to, to, to you, but comparing myself to other, let's just say, insurance people in the business and what goes on. I've had to die in certain aspects to get the body that I want. And that's a total vanity play. But here's what's the most important aspect of what I've gone through through this transition. I've bought myself more time, okay? 
because I know what I'm doing, when I'm doing, how I'm doing it, when it comes to eating, working out. There's no guessing. It's like I'm doing this, this, and this. More money. I'm saving so much money on, you know, going out to eat and, and not even, you know, understanding what's, you know, in my body half the time when I go out to eat. And I know how restaurants run. And again, I'm a huge restaurant fan. I'll still go out to them and do my thing. But with the understanding that it's, After I ate this meal, I could very well feel this way. So it's a, a risk reward. It's a benefit, you know. For sure. Yeah. And, and and I think most importantly, broaching, you know, being 49 years old, I am full of life. I am full of energy. And I know every day I can count on myself to be present for all those around me. But you're right. My life at 8 o'clock at night it completely goes into rest phase. It's just like a machine. And then four o'clock every morning up like that. And I love that. Yeah. And it's, uh, that's who you are. It's who I am. If, yeah. And that's why I always say it for people like, well, I want to do this. I'm like, well, this might be the season of life for you to do it. And it might not be the season of life for you to do it. If you got, you know, a six year old kid and a four year old kid, probably going to be rough, bro. If you got to travel for work, probably yeah. going to be rough. Like if you got, you're trying to build your business or leave a career to start something and, and all, and not that you can't do it all, but I can't do it all. And I've never seen anybody successfully do all the things. That's why I always say, like, if you can control your ecosystem, that's what has allowed me to do anything. Yeah. I think that's most people you look at like, oh, so-and-so crushes. I'm like, well, it's because they created a world around them that's allowed them to crush. For sure. And and again, looking at you and seeing how strategic you are with your day. And, and look, your, your body and is your business card. I mean, we can't, you know, if you, we had fat Jeremy out there. It might be a little bit less of people taking you seriously, right? You would be, I'm not that smart. So yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's not a, it's like, again, it's like you get older, you know, your body is going to change. It's going to do what it does anyway. It's, I think people see the discipline of things. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit if you're like 20 pounds overweight, hundred pounds overweight, do what you need to do. I go, but when you see somebody just the discipline of them doing something daily, whether it's mobility, whether that's showing up for work, whether that's dropping their kids off at school, whether it's eating a certain way, I'm like, if you do those things long enough, it just, the stuff you do in private, it shows up in public and you see it and people for what it's worth, like respect the shit out of it. Like whether you like it or not, right? Or like I don't like you play guitar, dude. I I can't. I don't know fucking shit about instruments. But when I like, even like my wife, she loves country music. And I don't know, you know, Chris Stapleton from you know yeah. Chris fucking Mullen. I go, but when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this dude is talented as fuck. He's disciplined. He is like worked on his craft over and over and over. And that's like fitness is one of the clearest things of that, as is building a business. Well, yeah. And and to be real clear, fitness is not me talking about like, you know, everybody has to be ripped to be fit. Not at all. We have people that you and I both know that can get on those assault bikes or those and, and just destroy people. And oh, th- th- you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I wow, that's fit to me. I'll change gears after this, yeah. but I need, I need to say this. Like, when people think the Vandy metrics, genetics is real. Like, this is a real thing. You know, and, like, we joke when BJ was here, Monica made me this little thing for my for my birthday. It's great. Like, when I'm a little kid, I, like, I got to be, like, fucking six there or something. And then I'm 40. I got abs. And I'm six. You know? Like, what Right. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, and you're eating all the crap. Yeah. It just was good. And, again, like, I would play sports and be active and, like, fake lift weights, you know, at your house. But I'm like... yeah. Genetics is a real thing. So sometimes, like, you just get dealt, good and bad. I've got some shit genetically I got to deal with, and I got some awesome stuff I get to deal with, you know? But 
when you look at performance stuff, and that's why I say like when you see someone and you think like, oh, they look this way, they're healthy. We don't know that. We don't know if they're internally healthy, like organ health. We don't really know if they're mentally healthy. Like, there's so many things we don't know. And I always will go back to this. I remember doing Pat's run, which the Pat Tillman race that's here, they do it in Tempe. It's 4.2 miles. You start in um, basically at the football stadium and you finish inside the football stadium. It's super cool. Um, I'm, I'm a fit guy. Like I can run for an hour without stopping. Do I like it? No, I don't. <laughs> I go, but I'm like, if I need to run, you know, five, six miles, I can do that. Like I can do lunges for an hour. I can hike fucking the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim. I say all that not to make me sound good because I remember doing Pat's run and I'm running at a pretty good clip, probably for me, seven to, to eight minute miles, which for me is, is good enough for a dude who's about 200 pounds. This dude passes me with no fucking shoes on running down the middle of the street, yeah. like the street you drive your car and he has no shoes on and he's passing me like I'm standing still. And this dude's got to be 30 pounds overweight. Yeah. Now, am I more fit or is that dude more right. fit? Because in that arena, that dude is burying me. Yeah. And there is nothing I can do like to beat him. And I'm like, so this means I started before this guy. Because you lie about like your start time, right? Yeah. So I started before him. And not only is he faster than me, but he's going to beat me starting behind me. Like how embarrassing. So fitness is... A very broad thing. It, it no, it really is, and I have been that guy. So th that same race after the Boston Marathon bombing, it was it was that year. Um, I went and and I wore like a, a Boston shirt and you know American red, white, and blue. And for whatever reason, I was in the first corral because I was I was fast. And again, back then I was about 170 pounds, right? And I still was doing that race, you know, at six minute miles or whatever, and I made the front page of the uh, of the paper for that day as well. <laughs> That's uh, and then you're like, oh fuck, dude. Um, yeah, I'm like, wow, I am big. So, if I asked also, um, favorite bodybuilder of all time? Oh, it had well, hmm. Okay, so I the the body style that I the. <laughs> God, can I say three? Sure. I mean, seriously, yeah. like Frank Zane, just the symmetry of his body. Zane's a shit. Right? And yeah. then uh, Franco Colombo. I always had an affinity for him because he was oh, just dude. short, you know. and Just jacked. Bro. Jacked. And then, of course, Arnold. I mean, yeah. You got to go with Arnold. Those are all, I mean, uh, Zane's not in Pumping Iron. Uh, they might reference him a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, if anybody's not seen Pump, I remember like when, I had a kid here. Who was it? Angela's kid? He came in, he worked for me for a summer, like intern, and he was like, Oh, there's this new movie on Netflix about bodybuilding. I'm like, what is he it's called? Pumping Iron. I'm like, new movie, bro. I'm like, this shit was out like ten years before I was born. But nah, Arnold, yeah, is the goat to me for sure. Hundred percent. I yep. do I mean, I do have Jay. pictures of him in here. And I and I have well, I have a huge the portrait. Yeah. The big one. And actually some guy sent me that magazine, the Life magazine with Arnold oh, nice. on the cover. But the Jay Cutler, like when I'm coming up first Ronnie days and then like a Dexter Jackson just because like Dexter's abs is like a fucking turtle shell bro and like yeah those guys are on drugs and it's a whole different thing I go and it's I, I would never aspire to be that I'm six foot two I got a six foot you know basically five wingspan like that's never what I was going to be I go but I always appreciated the discipline and the yeah. dedication and the work they put into it because they again and, and I it's sad a lot of those dudes do they die for it early like, legitly legitly die, for die yeah but you got to understand, like, they give up everything well, just you, to do this thing. Have you seen the YouTube videos of Jay Cutler's, like, shopping experiences back when he was, like, doing the Olympia? I have the DVDs. Yeah, the Costco yeah. runs. He'd go and get, like, um, 
orange roughy and like tilapia and <laughs> yeah. shit and he's just eating and like i would watch we, we would watch those like i would sit and watch like he's just walking on a treadmill and i'm like this is awesome right yeah and i'm watching him just do sets and reps I get you know, people watch me work out, I guess, too, which is fucking weird. <laughs> I go, but I'm like, I'm literally watching him do like just bicep curls, yeah, like four sets of ten, and they just film it. And I just watch it. I'm like, this is awesome. Like such a strange thing, and it wasn't like you're looking at it like I want to do that. I mean, you do in your own way, yeah. But you're like just the every single day, get up, eat, train, sleep. I'm so focused on this goal. I want to do this thing, and this matters to me. Like having this purpose always seemed cool to me like those guys were so fucking driven about it well and i think that the visual focus of what people enjoy nowadays has really changed because <clears throat> you and i will would look at pumping iron or, or you would look at those dvds and you'd even look at like tom platt's that dude with like the legs that were the size of a semi oh dude his quads are crazy right and yeah. and we'd be looking at that be going like that's cool but there were no women looking at that saying i really want that man on top of me like it just wasn't a thing no. but what's funny is i will post um stuff with you know you on it and or, or I'll, I'll repost something of you working out or whatever because i want to share your material and i'll get dms in my inbox and they're like oh is he married and i'm just no, <laughs> dying <right>. laughing <laughs> I'm a lot of problems, ladies. You don't, you don't want this shit in your life for sure. No. Bless, bless my wife's heart. Yes, Jeez. bless Heather's heart. Uh, so how do you want to go here? Um, we can talk. Obviously, like you guys have listened, like Dave and I are, are doing the mastermind group. Uh, I'm not here to, to sell and run through that. I want to walk through entrepreneurial people here, like some things that can help you guys um, improve your business, but... We are doing a mastermind group we're putting together um, with a bunch of like-minded people, and we can talk about why and the, the season of life and, and all the things now, because I, obviously I didn't have time for this five years ago. Yeah. Um, I probably couldn't have helped. Well, I couldn't have helped you the same five years ago, Maybe six, seven for sure. Like, I just wasn't there. And I've been part of my own groups as, as of you, and for me, it was A, the accountability, like you talked about. I go to actually have to track things like leads and conversions and how many people did you meet with? How many, like shit that like admittedly, like I don't like to fucking do. And, uh, just having a group of people who still to this day, I ask for help yeah. and, and can rely on. And these are some of the, the most baddest motherfuckers like in health and fitness and just business in general. And like, I, there's dudes that like, you'll never know them. They're not on quote unquote Instagram or YouTube and they're in, I always use, I got my boy Fred Zoller. He's in Slidell, Louisiana. I don't know where the fuck that is. Uh, it's not a big town. And I remember when we were sitting in this table, we're going around the room talking about revenue and, and clients and goals. And he's like, I have 600 members. And I, and I sat there and I go, you live in nowhere. I'm in Scottsdale, dude, where everybody, not to sound negative, everybody gives a shit what they look like here yeah, for the most part. It's like, it's like mini LA. I go, and you have 600 people in nowhere, Louisiana, paying you money? I go, bro, even if you if they're paying you 100 bucks a month, that's 600 people. I go, you're doing 60K? Yeah. Even if your overhead is 30, bro, right. you're doing a G-bar a day? And I don't know, unless you own half the state, how is your overhead $30,000? And, and, and I remember just seeing that. And the reason I share that was like, wow, this is a dude I can learn from who I never would have knew, I never would have seen. I go, and I would have looked at him as a young, you know, 30-year-old from the outside, like, what can I learn from this guy? And then he's one of my, even to this day, I'm like, he puts out great products, he does great shit, and when I offer to buy him, he's like, I'll just send him to you for free. 
Like that's what a lot of those groups have done for me. Put me around really smart people who've done things differently than I've done. And I'm like, if, if we can give that back to other people, I'm like, it would be, I think, greedy and selfish not to. Agreed. I, you know, when you had approached me about this, you sent me a text message and, and I know we had talked, you know, a little bit about it during my training and stuff like that. And I, I, I think when you look at the two different aspects of how I've grown up in business, how you've grown up in business, and you kind of melt that together, it gives you um, a really good perspective of two different perspectives, but the same goal, you know, at the end of the day. And I've been a part of a lot of groups. I've been in EO, which is an entrepreneur organization, yeah, yeah. you know, paid big price ticket to, to be in that, but it was worth every penny. I got what I needed out of it and, you know, did my thing. And there's other groups out there, you know, that I think do a great job. Um, but you and I, as you've named the mastermind so um, brilliantly, I mean, we're just built different. We're not really cut from that cloth of, you know, the suit and tie entrepreneur. Like, I mean, I wear rat t-shirts to insurance, you know, conferences. Um, but I've, been able to build up a multi-million dollar business over the years by hustle and hard work and all the same things that you've been able to, you know, to build. And so, you know, you're, you've hit 40, I'm hitting 50 and, and, you know, age is not everything, but age is relevant to the aspect of the amount of earned wisdom that we've acquired. And so to be able, like you said, to, to give back and to want to help people, cause that's really what we want to do is we want to help, um, is such an enjoyment for me at this point in my life. Because again, I can't take any of that stuff with me. I mean, I could sit here and write books, but I suck at writing. I mean, as you know, as you can, <laughs> as you can tell when we don't spell check shit. Um, so I'd rather talk to people and help them and engage in them. And, you know, there's always that, um, that energy that you get back, whether it's from somebody succeeding, whether it's a monetary sort of energy that comes to the, you know, comes back to you. Um, but whatever it is, um, I think that people really enjoy the engagement and whether it's this mastermind or another mastermind or just meeting somebody, you know, one of my biggest fears growing up in business was not asking for help, you know, and then I got better and better at it. And when I started getting more and more answers, I realized that that was the key to one of my success. Well, in the community part of it, I think for everybody, it's the way I look at, and I'm not saying like you can, if you are in a career and you, my, my, my wife is part of a group. Yeah. I forget what it's called. It's all women. Um, I'm going to butcher the name. Like I'll make up something that's totally sexist or something. So I'm not going to say, like, <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's like, she goes with Emily and Jen and they're part of this group. And it's like, it's very good for her, even in corporate America to see different things and talk to different people and meet different people. And I'm not saying you have to join this group or that group or a certain yeah. group, but I do think you're better in community than you are by yourself. I think that that's why fitness works because you're in a community of people and you're going to work out harder consistently if you have a coach, a goal, and accountability. The best athletes in the world, when you take away a goal, accountability, and a coach, they become fat and lazy and they're not as good. Yeah. Almost all of them to a team. Right. And so that's what this is for life. And, you know, if nothing else, like to me, yeah, obviously you're going to invest money into it. So you have skin in the game and so you give shit, shit about it. I go, but you get so much more out of it. And that's like every product I've ever bought or every group I've ever been in. I said, okay, if I, if this is going to cost me a thousand dollars, can I make $10,000 from it? It doesn't got to be upfront, but I'm like, at some point, can I kind of 10 X this? And everything has been that tenfold, even more so like 
just the people alone mm -hmm. to success hack and like cut stuff. And when I, when I say community, you guys, I'm talking like, oh, someone in the group is an accountant. Someone in the group is an attorney. Someone in the group is a doctor. And if they're not, they know one who is. Right. And now you're either in your phone or you're one phone call away from someone who can change your life. And, and you've done this, and I have it, the same thing too, where, and like Diddy who's here who's filming, you get to these other people in your circle who have a different skill set that you can learn shit from and, and pick stuff from. Whether like you're teaching them or they're teaching you, it, it's symbiotic. It goes both ways. I got a young kid here. He's 20. What is Fashil? He's 20. He'll be listening to this. Shout out to my boy Fashil. <laughs> he's jacked as fuck. Um, but he's 23, 24. Dude, he's talking to me about AI shit that's making me like afraid for my life. Like the Terminator is literally going to come fucking kill me. And I'm not serious when I say that. I go, but all the things he can do with it now. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I want you to come. I want to sit down. I want to go through your site and go through all the stuff. And you have a young kid as well. It's like there's so much to be learned from everybody. But if you just sit in your own bubble, and I'm just going to do my thing and do it this way. I go, you're a, you're basically cutting your own legs off in yeah. a race. It, that's how I look at it. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm way better with other people. And that's why when I message you, I'm like, Hey, and people ask like, Hey, Jeremy, like, why would you have, you know, D'Lo do a mastermind group with you? Why don't you just do one on your own and focus on fitness and whatever a, because most fitness people are broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, but honestly, like I don't know everything. I have not managed people at the scale you've managed people. You've been doing some of these things longer than me. You have done niched down things more than I have. And those are things like if someone says, well, hey, Jeremy, I got these eight employees. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I, don't, right. I have six people. I go, three of them are here. Three of them are all over the world. I go, and they're the fucking easiest people in the world to deal with. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I'm not a great coach for that. So if I'm going to do a group, like I need somebody like yeah. yourself to be that in the group. Well, I, I think it's the whole uh, Batman and Robin Robin syndrome. You said we talk about Batman today on the pod. Who is your favorite Batman, by the way? Oh, it's Keaton. Really? Yeah. I mean, Christian Bale is my goat actor of all time anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, that's the only one I don't really bulk at when people are like, you know, Michael Key, because that's the first one. If, if I'm being honest, like I went to one movie with my dad my whole life, and it was the original Batman, 1989. Really? Yeah, I got to be was I five? Yeah, five or six. And we had the VHS, so I watched that fucking movie, dude, a thousand times. So Michael Keaton was always my Batman because he's in the first one, and is it Batman Forever? Then yeah. Catwoman's in the next one. Uh, Danny DeVito. I lost track. Is yeah. the Penguin? Yeah. yeah. Then they go like Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Affleck's one. Oh my God, that's right. Robert Pattinson does the newest one. It's not, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. But Christian Bale is the fucking goat. However, the original one, I did watch Michael Keaton for probably like two years. It's the only videotape we had. Like I, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to start this conversation. Like I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. That's... I've, never, I've never seen one second of one Star Wars movie. I know people are just cringing the fuck out of it right now. I go, but when I'm a kid, dude, I watch Batman. Like for like the same movie for years, and then my old man would watch. On my wall, I have the autographed picture of Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah, that's cool. So bat that's almost the original Batman and Robin. I go so, but as a kid, Keaton was it, but Bale is my my Batman. Yeah, you know, and talking about Batman and Robin, you go back to the aspect of you know why would somebody do 
a mastermind with somebody else or vice versa. You know, why would I bring in some fitness guy that, you know, basically teaches people jumping jacks as you, you know, eloquently say it. Yeah. Bear crawls. Bear crawls. Right. And it's like, no, it makes sense. We've both built a business in our own niche and our own way over the years. And we both are passionate about what we do. We love showing up and we want to be able to, to give that to other people. We want to build community. I mean, that is all I have done is ensure and, build my own community, you know, within. And again, this is something else that I've always wanted to do as far as building community with people that, you know, are reaching out and asking for help and asking for other um, ideas to help, you know, help them either build their business or find out where they're at in life or get connections. You know, I'm, I'm labeled as, I labeled self-proclaimed, I labeled myself as the connector and protector. I mean, really, at the end of the day, what am I doing? I'm protecting people by writing them insurance policies if something happens. But really, more importantly, my job is connecting people. I can't even tell you, like, how many emails a week I get from people, probably more so than insurance at this point in my life, that, hey, uh, hey, just this morning, I, I wake up, uh, Pedal Haas, they contacted me, a uh, big brewery out here, and they're like, hey, Dilo, um, I need a AV guy, you know, um, to come in, hook up audiovisual. has nothing to do with insurance, but they know that I'm interconnected with a whole bunch of people that have other businesses, and so then I get a thrill out of finding my AV guy, who I really like, and connecting him with a possible job opportunity, you know? So that's, that's what this is about for me, is connecting. Selfishly, I wish there was like a referral fee I got for every single referral I sent out. Yeah. Bro, I would be rich as fuck, dude. Right. Like the amount of, shout out to Dr. Geyer, people I've sent mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And again, it all comes back full circle. Like I'm not for sure that greedy of a prick. Uh, but it's like, man, we, that is the benefit of doing this is me able to connect. You know who does it great too, not to get off topic? Alyssa. Alyssa, Alyssa is amazing. Hold Alyssa on. has brought me dude so many dope ass podcast people yeah unbelievable she's great yeah it's wild like but she's one too but again she's a yogi in the community she's here in the community doesn't even want anything back she just wants to nothing yeah she's like hey i think this person would be super cool you've done that to me too like a lot of the podcast people i've met through you like and it's super like cats is chill Michael Rubio, like all those dudes, Troy. Yeah, Troy. No, for for sure. And and the thing is, is that with those connections and like what you said, you know, there are things that we can teach people that I know that you utilize and I even utilize. There are people that are willing to pay you for connecting them. That's part of their model. They have the money. They have the backing for that. And it's just called, it's real simply called affiliate marketing, but it's you thinking outside of the box. So I have a guy that I refer all hospitality websites to. I get paid every month based on the websites that he does on the, you know, the monthly fee. Uh, Social media people, you know, that... Diddy and I are, you know, tied into. I send her a job that's going to make her thousands upon thousands of dollars. It's it, it's in her best interest to want to give back to me. Again, that's not me being greedy. That's an exchange of energy. That's keeping her always top of mind, not because of the money, but because you're always having that constant communication about what's going on. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same thing we do. I mean, shout out to Go Ruck if you guys want to discount yeah. on a Ruck pack. Um, but that's everything we do. Is that, and it's not me like, hey, do they pay us? Yeah, they pay us for sure. I go, but they make the dopest shit. Yeah. And, and I'll talk and I, I mean, I always do it from a way like, hey, you don't have to use the stuff we use. 
you can do it in 18 different ways. I don't give a shit. I go, but this is what we do. And if we can get you hooked up with the best people or get you a discount or do whatever, like that's what we do. Like that's affiliate marketing or community or relationship building or whatever you want to call it. That's what the podcast is. And you use, you like me, you use everything that you promote. It's no bullshit. It's you're, you're slamming your athletic greens. You're rocking every day with your pack over here. You're doing it all. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, we could do it and sell. You know how many people reach out to us? And I'm not great at it. Like I'm really not like we could push way more stuff. Um, and make more money in this time frame. Because at some point, some of this is going to go away. They'll be like, Jeremy, you just, you, you're too fucking old, bro. You look like Bruce Willis. Like, <laughs> we don't want to pay you, you know? And so, like, you're missing an ab. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just suck, dude. And so they're not going to come to me. I go, but that's not what we got into this for. And I'm like, if I'm not going to use the thing, I can't speak to it in a way. So I'm like, I'd rather just push the, the small few things that we do use. And I'm like, hey, if you want to buy this, here's who we do. And sometimes we have a deal for you, sometimes we don't. But I'm like, that way you're not full of shit. And then people believe you. But check out what you just said is that those opportunities still come to you. They still come to me. And they will continue to because of who we are and what we've built. Again, we're not being greater than anybody. It's just a reality of where we're at in life. So as you connect with us and maybe those opportunities aren't suited for us, Maybe they're suited for somebody else within the, you know, within the circle of who we know. Uh, dude, like how, what we, th- this is how our, this business works here, like with people. If uh, people reach out to me um, today, some dude called, he's like, hey, I'm interested in, you know, a consultation, whatever. The odds of me doing that are about fucking zero yeah. right now. Um, I just don't have the bandwidth with all the things I have going on. I go, but if he's open to it, Brian, who works for me here, mm-hmm. can get it. And now Brian has a client, and this if this person is worth, I don't want to make it sound transactional, but this is a business here. <laughs> like if that person is worth six hundred bucks a month, or eight hundred bucks a month, or a thousand bucks a month, his salary just went up by twelve thousand dollars per year or six thousand dollars per year. I'm like, that's what we do here. There's a lot of those things that come my way. Like, hey Jeremy, do you want to push this thing? I'm like, well, I don't want to push your cold plunges because I don't want to fucking get in one. I go, but this guy in this. In our group might. Yeah. He might be just as awesome. So that is the benefit of being part of something, being able to connect the right people to the right stuff. That's for, what a group is. For sure. And there's nothing wrong with the metrics of money. W- w- metrics are everywhere. Like when my gas tank is close to empty, what do I do? Well, I've got a metric that tells me I better fill that fucker up or I'm going to be on the side of the road. Right? Yeah. So. When people shy away from the, you know, the aspect of like, oh, I don't want to talk money or no, it, 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 again, money is just an exchange of energy at the end of the day. We, we track everything as a society, you know, and that helps give us, you know, relevance of where we're at. And it also helps pay your mortgage and <laughs> pay your food bill and do all those things. But again, if you don't, I've spent a ton of money on people, on, uh, you know, uh, consultations on uh, massages, on, you know, uh, coffees, you know, with just meeting people that d- went nowhere. I've always taken the meeting, but I can tell you doing all of those things day in and day out, multiplying it year after year has got me to where I'm at today. And it's, it's been a really good thing. Well, I think if you, if you, the relate, and we talk about it, like, and you've heard me say it on here before, like a fountain or a drain or, you're giving versus taking. And, and you can't always be 51, you know, 49. That's what I try to do is give more than I take with everything. But if you habitually do that, 
more often than not, everybody is willing to work with you. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have people who are willing to do all of these things for you because you're always giving and you're not just the person who's always just asking for free shit, asking for a discount, asking for a fucking deal. Like that's the difference at the end of the day. Like, and I'm not telling anybody what to do. Um, but if your friends have small businesses, whether they're medium size, whatever fucking size it is, I'm like, don't beg them for a discount. Like, don't beg them for a fucking deal, dude. I'm like, you wouldn't do that at Verizon or Nike or Apple, yet you'll do it with these small ass people where, hey, Jeremy, will you take 20 bucks off here? Is that really going to change your life? Yeah. Like, are you really within $20 of being fucking homeless? I'm like, well, Jeremy, it's just, and I know it's just you, dude. I go, but if I did that for the other 300 people, I go, now I'm eating major shit. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, and not going to go down a rabbit hole here, but people, we do that with small businesses and medium sized businesses. We don't do it with the huge guys. And I don't know why that is. Maybe because we can't like really talk to Jake at State Farm or, or Flow from Progressive. You know what I'm saying? Right. They'd be like, well, that person's cheaper than you. And they might be. And maybe if, if you're going on just price, then like, this is not for you. I go, but we think sometimes from the little guy, like they should give us a, a better deal than the big dude should, which is fucking ass backwards. Well, you want to laugh. I, talking about that, I'm, I, I start to come to mind the big guy, right? And I, for those of you that don't know, I won't go in the whole you know history of it, but I was in the music business prior to insurance, and I worked for big record labels, and I befriended a lot of rock stars, you know, per se. And you know, one rock star that I still know to today, um, who I'm close with, you know, uh, his him and his band will come to town, and you know, I'll send him a note and be like, "Hey, man, you know, how much for two tickets?" You you know, what I'm like I, it, it, that is their business. That's what they do. Like, if I didn't want to go. I, you, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't go, but I want to go and, and I want to look at that person operating their business in a sense because I'm a fan and I'd rather pay for it. Now, does he ever make me pay for it? No, but it's the it's the transaction of energy and the respect and saying, you know, hey, you know, thank you. And a lot of people, I think they lose that along the way. Yeah. And that's not how relationships are built. That's how transactions are just done. And again, I understand like in business, things are transactional. I go, but what in what you do and what we do and in all of the people I like, even if it's like your whether it's your your primary care physician or your eye doctor or dentist or if you have a specialist, even if they're not better, if they're just a nice fucking person and they and I feel and I even and they could be so full of shit, but if I feel like they care and I feel like they really are trying to help me, I'm like I'll much rather work with that person over the guy who like. Maybe he's equally as good or he's just a little bit better, but he doesn't really give a fuck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just, that matters to me in everything I do. It it, it does. Um, I, I know that being a part of a community that fits you. So, so not every, not every group, not every mastermind, not every association, whatever it is, is for everybody. And so part of my, you know, at this point in my life, I mean, look, we're, we're both, you know, busy enough. I, I, I can guarantee that. I got, I got enough to do. But this is something that I want to do. It's a little bit different. Like, I don't have to do this. I want to do it. You know, I'm excited to, oh, yeah. you know, to, to do some stuff with you and then bring other people into that mix and create a an atmosphere and an energy of excitement. And, you know, I'll just overuse the word, you know, passion. But I want to be able to bring out my excitement, my authenticity, my transparency, you know, into others. And so if there's anything that you get out of something like this, um, you know, it may not be like I'm going to make a million dollars my first year. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But 
if you feel like you've made a select good group of friends and people that you can get to know on a very um, close level, but not have to be in bed with them, you know, that th- that's a huge thing. And to me, it's always, I guess I, I would go back and fuck when I was young, like there wasn't, I didn't see anybody doing the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, like maybe Tyler English in fitness was doing it like way back. Shout out to Tyler. Um, still in the game. And he, and I remember just seeing his facility and I'm like, man, this dude has the dopest fucking, he's in Connecticut. This is awesome. If I could just like ask him how the fuck he did it, <laughs> you know, cause from the outside, like I'm a young kid who's broke as fuck. I'm at a park training people. I have no money. I can't even imagine how I, how I would ever would have saved like, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. Like, sixty thousand dollars to put a down payment on a three hundred thousand dollar house let alone like own the gym i'm in and all this other wild shit you know that has happened i go because i never could talk to anyone or see anybody who had already done it yeah and it just seemed so impossible at the time until you start to meet a few of these people and like oh okay that's how we put that together that didn't happen for him in two years. Like, there's little steps along the way that I wasn't doing. That if I would have knew that back then, I could have shortcutted my way to where I actually want to be. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of. And honestly, you know, to the point of you making this, like, I don't have a lot of time, um, but I'm not taking on any more shit because I need more free time to do things I like to do with my family and my friends and my shit. And that's something that's different for me now than it was probably five years ago. I go, but I want to do this. And no offense, I don't want to do more fitness. Yeah. Like, I love the amount of fitness I do. I don't need to do more fucking fitness groups. I don't need a second fucking gym. <laughs> I don't need to make 19 <laughs> more fucking programs. Like, I'll still make dope shit. Yeah. I'll make you guys the dopest stuff that I know is going to help you. And hopefully all of you guys appreciate it. And if you ask for certain things, I'm happy to put it together if, if I see value in it. But I don't just want to do just that all day. It's just, it's it's not enough for me. And no offense, nobody gives a shit. Like, and again, the same with this too. Fitness is just, again, I'm going on my soapbox. Fitness is tough because so many people don't want to be active. Right. They just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And you can't get them to change unless they really want to change. That's the same thing for people who, if they're going to change careers or build a business or enhance their business or take their, their passion project and their side hustle to the next level, we can't do it for you. I can give you all the tools, just like what we do in fitness in the app. Everybody who's in there who crushes it is because they fucking crush it. I give them everything I can. I answer every single question. I'll go above and beyond, but I can't do the reps for you. Right. I can't eat the food for you. I can't work in your business for you. I can't do the fucking P&L sheet for you. I go, but I can show you yeah. how I've done it and how we've done it and stayed alive. You know, and, and I think when people hear that, they go, what do you mean? I'm like, what I mean stay alive is... This is year. This will be year fourteen for me solo, um, on my own without a paycheck from any other person. The longer you do this, the more likely you are to fail, mm-hmm. because you're not going to be running Jeremy Scott Fitness in fifty years. You're not going to be doing bar and restaurant insurance <laughs> in fifty years. You pr- you won't own it. You probably sell it, or who knows what the fuck will happen to it. I go, but it will be dead and it will be gone. Right. And so that's what I mean by people. I'm like, it is the game does not get easier the longer you're in it. It just evolves and changes. And if you don't, then you become extinct along the way. The, the early years are probably tough. You know, the, the middle, it probably gets good. And then you're like, well, fuck, where do I go from here? And what do I want to do? And that's what, like, being able to walk people through that and saying, hey, you're on year number five. 
I remember what that was like. Hey, you're on year number seven, but you could shortcut it so I can talk to you about this. And there'll be other people in the room, mm -hmm. digitally or in person, that can help you through it too. And that's worth a lot. So you just brought up a lot of really good points. And, and, and for people listening, this is kind of the synergy of why Jeremy and, and I are, are coordinated on this sort of thing. Because within my career, it's the same thing. I have a boutique insurance agency primarily hospitality, a little bit of home and auto, life, health, all that sort of thing, but primarily hospitality. I know who I am in the marketplace. I know, <clears throat> you know, what, um, what my bandwidth is. I know how many employees I know, you know, if I exceed that or I go below that, you know, w what's going on. And I'm in a really good spot right now where I know pretty much know most of not all of my clients. Um, I have a relationship with them and with those clients, customers, friends, whatever you want to call them, they don't just call me about insurance. They literally call me to help get coached on things that are in aspects of life. And believe it or not, it's it could be health and fitness because of the way that I live my life. It can be how I niche myself because they're looking to niche their concept. It could be real estate stuff. It can be financial, whatever it is. So I've taken a real liking and an enjoyment in helping people do that. I I can only sell so many insurance policies in the model that I have right now because, like you said, that model changes. And if that changes, am I really going to be happy um, doing something outside of the realm of where I'm comfortable now? And so that's why this is perfect timing for me because I want to create this other quote unquote, um, let's just say uh, funnel with you that is being able to give back to people, but is also going to be something to where I know it's just, I, I just need me and you to do it as opposed to going and selling my agency to some, you know, big conglomerate that now I got to go wear a suit and tie and work for, and for what, for some extra money, like totally miserable. Well, yeah, and if you're not happy, what's the point yeah. of doing any of this? And that's what I talk about. Like, if you can't, I don't know where the work-life balance is for anybody. I don't know how you draw the lines. or You're going to make your own systems and do what you do. But at some point, we're doing this to make our lives better. Like, we're not just doing it to, we don't want to just run businesses to make money. I mean, they, that's the primary goal, obviously. I go, and to help people, I go, but selfishly, so I can have a lifestyle that I don't fucking hate. Yeah. And it gives me some flexibility and some freedom, both financially and with my time and with my energy. And I think that should be the focus for a lot of people. And I think that's where a lot of folks struggle because they're like, well, I'm in this job and maybe it's easy for me. Maybe it's hard for me, but I'm fucking miserable and I don't want to be there. And there is other options and avenues for you. Is it easy? No. Um, do you have to take chances? For sure. I go, but that path is a path much easier walked with other people mm -hmm. than having nobody around. And I always focus on that in terms of the group. And I just think of my own, like all the people I've got to meet here. Like I've gotten this secondary education from the podcast because I've had a lot of smart yeah. fucking people on here who now are in my circle. So if I need something, I can connect with them. That's how I've learned about real estate and finances and all the medical shit and all the science shit we've had people on. I'm like, I've learned a lot. And I go, without that, I'm a dummy. Yeah, I mean, I really am. Like, yeah. Out here, I'm just, I'm talking to just, if I only did internet stuff, I'm not going to get to meet people. This is just me personally. Coming in here and working with the people I get to work with and hear them talk about their businesses, even if it has nothing to do with mine, just hearing how they operate, seeing how they do things, seeing their lifestyle, seeing how they are with their spouse, how they travel or don't travel, how they stress or don't stress. To me, that is an education all in itself. When you can see other people doing it, like, you know what? That's not for me. That's not my personality type. I don't want to do that. But 
those three things are. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I want to focus. And that's what an awesome group of humans allows you to do. And I know a lot of people right now, their business would be double or triple what it is if they just had that and they just currently don't. And sometimes it's not even that shit. It's just really little it, tactical logistic shit you're just missing because no one's talked you through it. You're so right. And it's not just their business. And, and, and going to that last point you were making, it gets me excited to know because I finally got to this point in my life, probably in the last couple of years, where the business stuff is easy. It really is. You know what you got to do. You know, you just got to do it, right? Um, now, you may not be in something that is, you know, 100% where you want to be at, and that's okay. You'll figure it, all that will get figured out. But it's when you get there and you're doing that, and now I've gotten to a point where one of the biggest enjoyments of my day is to lay down on my couch in the office at noon and take a 20 minute nap and do a meditation, right? Before I, I couldn't do that. You know, I got to be in front of this computer and answer every email that comes in the minute it comes in. And then three o'clock, like I'm, I'm a shit bag at three o'clock. I've been up since four. I've been cranking this and that. I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll start, I'm writing a book right now and I'll just start and, and I'll do like a chapter in the book, whatever, you know, comes to me, that sort of thing. Or maybe I'll just read one of my insurance publications or maybe I'll be, you know, working on my tech company that I'm, you know, launching that has to do with hospitality. Um, but I have that hour to just go relax and kind of let my day go before I go home. And I, you know, if I had a bad day, I don't want to beat up on my wife. I want to leave all of that stuff, you know, at the coffee shop. And then there's other days where I'll just go run, I'll go run the mountain. I'm like, it's three o'clock. I'm just going to go hike the mountain, you know, be out in the sunlight, or I'm going to go to guitar lessons. I haven't missed a guitar lesson in three years, you know, three 30 every Thursday, go there, learn something new. And those are the little things that I think that if people can implement into their life and know that their life's not going to be over or change, or the world's not going to come to an end because you took a half hour, an hour out for yourself. If anything is going to make your life better, those are great things. Yeah, I'm guilty of that, like of not doing that for the longest fucking time. And I would talk about it on here a little bit. Like I remember, again, there are different stages. I remember when I was working with Dave and Ben and myself and like we could lift together for two hours. You know, hey, we're in our 20s. Like you could do all the shit and you could eat and I could take a nap and I could lay by the pool and we could split things up. And then all that went away. And I'm like, I can't even do fantasy sports. I can't, I can't watch, I can't watch sports on TV. I have to, cause now I got, I got 115 fucking people and I have nobody helping me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm making all this money and I'm doing all this. And I'm like, you get stuck in that. And I, like, even, um, you know, Sarah who comes here. Yeah. I've uh, got this girl here. So I don't, Sarah, I'm going to butcher your last name. Sarah Lucerne, Lucergio. She kicks ass at Metcon. Yeah. She's won Metcon three times. She's a Beast. fucking gangster. Um, but she runs her own business and so does her husband. And her and I were talking about this this week. She's like, you know, I feel guilty if I was like, if I had, you know, like lay down and like, you know, if I'm super tired and she's got a five-year-old kid, like I want to take like an hour nap, like on a Wednesday just because I'm struggling. And I'm like, dude, I remember saying that when it was like John Wick 4, I think, <laughs> the newest one. And I'm like, I put it off for over a week because I'm like, well, I got to do this podcast on like fucking protein or something. Like, first of all, the world needs another podcast on protein. Like, I need a fucking <laughs> another hole in my face. Like, it's so dumb. And like, nobody would, nobody get, first of all, no one gives a shit about that podcast. I mean, they do, but they don't. And I'm like, it wouldn't have mattered if I made it. And I end up going and seeing the movie the week after. But the point is, is like, I could have just done that on that Friday. Yeah. No one's making me be here. No one's making me my own boss. And like, 
finally, at this point of life, I'm finally starting to take advantage of those things. Like during the pandemic, I, I would do it a little bit because I'm like, we're fucking closed. So I drive to the shooting range and just like light shit up. And I'm like, this is super fun. But I'm like, it's also seven in the morning, which normally I'd be at fucking work. Right. So like, I can't do this. And that's now I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to die every single day and be here every single day because what is the point? What am I building? Right. Like, what the fuck is the point? And that's why it's like I could fit in quote unquote, more clients, I could do other things and programs and sell them individually, like in the app or whatever. And I would make more money and I'd have even more stress and I'd have even less free time. And then I think everything else would suffer because of it. If I can't steal a Wednesday morning or a fucking Sunday afternoon or take off a Saturday, am I really my own boss? Yeah. Or am I just working for the thousands of people that pay me? No, that and 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 now what we can do is we can take the mastermind group to John Wick together. See, that is awesome. See, business. How cool is that? Business expense. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like that's why. Yeah, this is something that I do think is fun because I can talk not just hey, here's how I went from being a complete broke dead loser and built this with you know, basically just you know, a, a wish and a fucking prayer. Um, but all the things I did wrong too. Well, let, let, let me, let me ask you this. And, and, and I wanted to talk about this, you know, because I brought this, so I brought my big book that, um, you know, I've been doing insurance since 2000, but I have a book here and it shows my 2012 goals, right? So we're 11 years past, right? And, and I'll ask you first, did you ever have like a, a book or things that you wrote stuff down or, you know, kind of, you know, looked at, you know, like yearly plans or anything like that? Everything. Yeah. Everything we've ever done. Exactly. Like every, like if we, if I go way back, like, um, and, and like not just like the, you know, esoteric, like I just don't want to hate my Wednesday, which is the truth. Like yeah. that's why the fuck I do this. But I remember sitting in our old space, which you were in, it's down the street from here. Yep. It's, it's a warehouse. It, no air conditioning. Yep. Seven and a half oh, years. I remember Seven that, and yeah. a half years. I worked, I built this business, you guys, in a fucking park. And then I, basically did a profit sharing with another space where I would personal train clients. My first client here, Raul. <laughs> Raul. Still around. Shout out to Raul. Um, and then we got that space for seven and a half years, no air conditioning. I ate shit in there. The very first day I sat in there, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I remember sitting there with the two guys who got me in the building. And I said this, I go, if I just had a hundred people paying me a hundred dollars a month, and we could not, I'm not saying take home. I'm just saying just gross $10,000 a month. Yeah. Whatever it's going to cost me, if it costs me six or seven, I'm going to make three or $4,000 a month. This is the greatest fucking life of all time. Yeah. yeah. That like, that's one of the very first things we ever did. Yeah. It's the same way I paid off my house. If I said, we're going to pay it off in this time frame, or if I'm being, if I'm looking at my, my stuff now, like we own the space here and we're buying stuff. But I'm like, if I'm looking at payment schedules of money and things I want to do, I have check marks and lists. Great. Everything I do, I track. And I know a lot of times, like, again, I don't look at analytics on, on social media and how stuff does. Because first of all, I don't give a fuck. For 90% of people, I don't care what you think about it. I'm doing it for the 10% of the people who do give a shit about it. Yep. I go, but everything we do, there is a purpose behind it. And I know I'm, I'm just this fucking meathead who does this stuff. I go, but... For as meat-headed as I am and for as stupid as I am, everything is very calculated and meticulous from every investment we make, how much money is in all of our accounts. Like, I don't know how often you look at your bank accounts and shit. Every morning. Same here. Yeah. 
Like, and I and I know they're not going to change. I know they're not going to move. Right. And I know like my investment stuff isn't going to move. And I, but I like to just know yeah. where things are at. So if my goal is X, how do I move it to here? Right. I don't obsess about it. I go, but I am aware of it all the time. And every step of this journey, even some of the shit where <laughs> I didn't see it happening, I didn't think it would happen, and maybe I set my goals too low, and I thought it was a loser. Who fucking knows? I go, or I was just realistic, and and, and a lot of just awesome shit happened my way, and I, and I killed myself to get there. There's always been a path and 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 checks and balances along the way. Because without that, I'm fucking wandering around, dude. And I'm I am not smart enough to get there without having these metrics. Yeah. So I, that's I mean, a lot of people just they don't do it. They don't do that. You know, they have no idea where they came from. So when I started selling insurance, I have a logbook of all the sales I made. I wrote down every single client, what their premium was and what the commission was that I made on that. And I go back and I look at that logbook from 2001 when I first started selling. I made no salary, nothing. And I look at my first month, I'm like, oh, I made $117. Cool, you know? And I remember when I made my first big deal that was like a $4,000 commission and I was like, I'm fucking rich, man. This is great. Sweet. You know, because I'm sitting here going, I'm going to get this every year, right? And, and you know, my first year I made $14,000, you know, back in 01. Um, yeah, I was living with my parents. I mean, you know, people that have heard me before, they've heard the, the story living with my parents driving a minivan. It's, it's great. It's a great place to come from. But I brought this book today because I look back just even 11 years and I look at my 2012 goals. And just to kind of share with people, it's like, you know, one of my goals was to bring Ambassador Group, the name of my agency, um, to 2.5 million in revenue. That was a goal. That was a big deal back then. Well, let's just say here we are. I, I did that, and here we are 11 years later, and let's just say we've far exceeded that. You yeah. know, it's it's still going, but it's so cool to be able to look back on this sort of stuff and look at that. And then I look at, like, my personal financial situation. You know, 2012, I wanted to earn 250000 for the year. Let's just say I've pretty much really exceeded that, you know, 11 years later again. Then I look at like family stuff and it's like um, I want to I'm a more loving, caring and empathetic person. Not sure if I accomplished that. We can ask him. But we can ask my wife. Um, I've spent more quality time with my mother. Right. Well, you know, back, you know, 11 years ago, I was still drinking. I was still a maniac. I was still doing like a lot of stuff that um, took precedence over my time. It took it took priority over my time as opposed to the things that I now look back and I'm like, you know, my mom should have been more of that that focus. And so, just writing that goal down and doing that, I started you know since that year flying out. My mom lives in Austin, flying out to see her. You know, two or three times a year, and it's completely just changed my life for the better. You know, because it's the relationship, it's the the mentorship I get from her, and all that sort of stuff. And then I just look at a few of these other things here. It's like you know time management stuff, and you know I am never sick, and of course I get COVID three times. Who, who knows what happened there? <laughs> um, you know, and then I have a spirituality and, and then I have, you know, charitable goals. And so it's like all these things that I've learned and that I've done and every year that I log in and, and you know, I, I have task lists for all the things that I want to do. Um, these are these are these are fun when you enjoy life, and you enjoy what you're doing. And, and I think there'll be I know there'll be fun things to share, you know, with others. Well, it's, we all have our own system in a process. And you, yeah, yours is similar. And like, again, I always say, like the amount of posts that I have. On my desk is how shitty my life is going. <laughs> and right now there's about 
15 on here. But, like, to your point, like, I will have a giant whiteboard of things that we need to do and how we go through them and all my calendars and things. I'm like, but everything is a, is a step along the way. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at all of it. But if there's no system, how can it work? And that's all we're doing is, like, again, whether it's your washing it through your machine or my machine or right. a combination of both, like, you're going to find one that does work for you. Um, but I do think just having things laid out. And you have to live your life, you know, it's like if you're married anyway, all of us in the room are, even Diddy, like one day at a time. Yeah. Like that's what people are like, how's Heather? I'm like, who? who? Yeah. You know, I fuck with people. Right. I go, but I'm like, you know, it's one day at a time. Yeah. Like some days I'm sure she's like, Jeremy's the greatest ever. And some days she's like, this, this is who the fuck I'm stuck with. Uh, I'm looking in a mirror. Like this, this yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh. I go, and, and I joke like when I say that, but I'm like, your life is really only one day at a time. And in the same sentence, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, and again, if you if you died tomorrow, oh well, at least you fucking tried, right? But you have to look at yourself in the future of what you're doing today. And it's like, if I want to get to here, what is the number and how much time is it going to take me to do these two things? And whether that's how many people I have to help, how many products I have to sell, you name it. And the example I give is this, and I'll always go, because this is all I know is, is my own business. I would work my ass off and train as many people in person as I could physically to pay money to build the digital stuff so I could pay Sean to film all my shit so I could pay Kim and Infusionsoft to build all my shit and do lead pages and have a map. And I would, I would work hard at this thing I was already good at was helping people in person to see if I could do it in a, and scale it in a digital way. Yeah. So I'm earning money here and paying it here. No guarantee it would work. First program launches, I'm eating shit. I'm losing fucking money. But the bigger thing, I knew the space that I was in with no air conditioning <laughs> was not going to be sustainable if I was going to keep doing this. Yeah. And I knew I needed to be in a situation where I had more control because, A, the landlord controlled everything. And this is just straight numbers. I think when we started there, the, the rent was like 3500 bucks a month. By the end of it, it was like six, six Gs. Uh. I have no fucking clue what it is now probably closer to like eight or nine yeah. thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah. Now as those numbers start to go mm-hmm. up, your business needs to do real numbers for you to be profitable. And I was like, well, and I had a sponsorship at Reebok at the time and all these other businesses and it was fucking great. And I go, Heather, we can't spend any of this money because I'm going to have to get out of this space at some point, And I'm probably going to have to like, in my mind, lease another space. If they do a TI, like any kind of tenant improvement build outs, maybe I'll get some money there, but I'm going to have to buy equipment. I'm going to have to do all the shit. So all of this sponsorship money that I would get from MRI and ProLab and all of the things that were part of my Jeremy Scott Fitness life, I never spent a dollar. And then when it when push came to shove and no one would lease me a space because everyone was being a fucking dick face in the air park here. Um, thank you, by the way, everybody. I'm like, I had enough money to buy my own shit. Yeah. Now, if I don't save money, for seven and a half years of all that stuff, when the opportunity comes for me to get lucky, I can't even get lucky because I didn't set myself up. Right. And that, and who knew that moment was going to come? I didn't know, but I knew something was going to have to change. Yeah. And that takes some foresight for people. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not a genius, and I'm not saying I, I could see the future. I go, but sometimes you live your life one day at a time, and you appreciate it, and you, and you go all out. You know, but you also do something in case you are around in five years, in ten years, in fifteen years. That's your future self is going to say, "Hey, thanks for not being a dipshit, right? With your body and with your time and with your money and with your energy, 
So you made life easier for yourself as you went down the road. And, and, and you can speak to this too. The older you get, it's not like you're magically going to get way more energy. Right. And you sure as fuck aren't going to get way more time. No. And and you are successful in what I call niching yourself. I mean, that works for you. may not work for everybody. But you had a plan. You knew that that's what you needed to do to get you out of a situation that you didn't want to be in any longer. But you, you needed more control. Yeah, you need more control. But you still have that aspect of what you do, but you were able to max it out in a way to where you could, you know, be okay over here doing other things. And and I can I relate in that in the aspect that, you know, I was the only person that worked at my agency, you know, for a long time. And then that became two people and then three people. And and a lot of the work that I did early was was paperwork. I hate paperwork. I hate it. When people like I don't want to type on the computer and do quotes. I don't want to do data entry. That's just not that's not what I was bred to do. I was bred to basically talk and bullshit with people and, you know, and have fun and go out and meet with people. And that was part of what I did. And that's what I enjoyed. And so taking inventory and knowing that I enjoyed that and knowing that I wanted to do more of that and I wanted to get out of the the underwriting and the paperwork and the processing and the getting of the signatures and you know all that sort of stuff that had to become an eventuality or else I I would not continue to do what I was doing because I was unhappy doing that sort of stuff so I aligned myself with the right people I earned enough money doing sales to where I could bring on that one person to now process some of the paperwork I brought in. And then that allowed me to get away from that aspect of the job, right? And then I had two or three hours to go sell a little bit more. And then I would go sell a little bit more, bring somebody else on, do paperwork. And now I don't, I can't even tell you, it's probably been about 12 years since I've even typed in a quote. I, I don't even have logins to my own companies, you know? I was going to ask that too in a second. One, well, you just doubled down on your strengths. Yeah. You're going all in on the things that you're good at and you're punting the shit that you suck at or exactly. you don't or you don't like or that's draining your energy. Um, now, you at one point, you could do all the things like I could. And I thought about that here the other day. Um, the amount of shit that like, it's my phone. Yeah. Um, it's my first time on a podcast. My phone's <laughs> shut up, whoever's talking to me on Twitter. Um there's so many things I don't know how to do anymore, which is almost like kind of frightening. Yes. Um, like if, like Matt Sizemore had some shit going on um, with his family where he was in the ICU with a lot of family members for like for a long period of time. And Matt Sizemore is my my tech guy. Yeah. He's my Infusionsoft. He's my, when I fuck up websites, he rebuilds them in a night. Like he is a fucking gangster. He is a He's game, awesome. He's a gamer. Yeah. I'll never let him go. Um, but I would, I would shoot him a message about building uh, this online storefront and, uh, our page, yeah. the, the actual website for this mastermind group. And that normally would take him like a day. Yeah. Um, if he's busy, like two days and, uh, I, and he, and like it was summer break. I'm like, spend time with your kids, dude, no rush, whatever. But it was like a week went by and I'm like, is he dead? Yeah. And luckily everything has worked out and everybody's like, you know, back being healthy. And I thought to myself, I'm like, if he's not around, I'm like, what the fuck? do I do? You know what I mean? Like there right. was a time where I could build like these pages where I learned Infusionsoft where like I would load all the stuff to YouTube and like now Monica does that. And it's like, to your point is like in the beginning it sucks because you have to do it all, but it's nice then when you can let it go because this business is so much better because a, he is so much better at that than I ever will be. Yeah. And like when we do stuff here, like when you get birthday cards or, um, in this mastermind group, we actually have like this 
huge in-depth packet um, to dig into your life, into your business. It is very focused. Um, we put a lot of time into it. Dave, I did what I could, and then Monica made it. Yeah, look, this is it's beautiful. The 0% chance, A, you and I do that? No. Fucking zero? It no. would look like... No, it'd be all misspelled and... It, hor- it would yeah. look like a sixth grader did. Right. But the point <laughs> is, is like, you know, that's what, it, that's what part of building uh, an ideal life is. It's not just, hey... Surround these people in your business to make your business better, but you do that with your life too. Yeah. So if people are listening, what does that mean? It's like when you can afford it, it's like I don't want to scrub the toilets at my house all day. So like I have a cleaning lady. Yeah. She's better at it than I am. It helps her family. It gives her money. It's a fucking thing. I have a financial advisor. Not that I don't know what's going on. I go, but it's somebody who I can rely on and lean on and ask questions who that's all they do all fucking day. Yeah. And that's what you do in your business, whether it be inside of it or outside of it, like having that circle of people is critical and crucial. And it allows you more free time yeah. to do the things you're good at. That's exactly it. I mean, if somebody were to call me for, you know, a copy of their deck page or a certificate of insurance, I would have no clue what to do, you know? And it's like, that's a integral part of insurance. You know, that's what people request all the time. And so again, I've put people in place that know how to do that. But most importantly, from what I'm being told, because they still collect the paycheck and they show up every day, they really love what they do. Like, they don't mind it. They don't mind sitting behind a desk and doing that sort of thing because, like, they've told me a million times, they get scared to talk to people. They get scared for asking for the sale. I I take a thrill out of that. So we all kind of do our parts, and it's a good synergetic sort of thing. Well, if I think about it, like, if I use... I'll use Matt as an example, and if Matt's listening, I'll, I'll send this to him anyway so we can hear, hear all the good things I'm saying about him. But he's a fucking gangster. Yeah. I've never seen him make a video on Instagram <laughs> or YouTube. I'm not saying he can't. He's very articulate. He speaks very well. Yeah. I've just never seen it. And I do that shit all fucking day, and it is not hard to do. And I could do a 1,000 of them all day long, and I'm an introvert. Yeah. I go, but I've done it for so long. And not and I've been on and I've been on set and I can get on camera and you can talk and you've been coached and you walk through it. I'm like, that's a different skill. Let me do what I do, and then you guys just help put the pieces around it. And again, to your point, for people, and this is what these groups are about too, it's knowing if this is for you or not for you. Where for some people, and I don't know what I'll always do. I can't tell you what I'll do in five years or ten years. I don't know. Yeah. I might work for somebody else. Probably not. I'm like, but who fucking knows? And if like, if it was, if it was a certain situation, or with, I would say with somebody else, right? Yeah. Like, if the situation was, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just done. I want to do. I'm really into this business coaching, and we're helping people. And like, somebody wants to come buy this block, and they're like, here's five million dollars, and I can't say fucking no, right? Yeah. Like, am I not going to do any fitness at all? That seems kind of crazy to me. Maybe, but I'm like, maybe I just train like two days a week at Ben's place. Right. Or maybe I got a place in my house where people come to it. My point is, is that you start to, as your life goes through, you start to audit what's important to you, how you want to spend your time and what's for you. And when you can be in a group of people and be like, you know what? I don't want to give up all this time and, and run a business and build one. I'm much better off being the number four person at a place or the number 87 person at Facebook, or the number 386 person at Marriott, yeah. than being the number one in my own life. Because yeah. it does it does take a certain personality type and a certain amount of effort. And I don't think it is for everybody. No, And that's a nice thing to find out. And you might get connected with someone who you can be awesome in their business, or they can be awesome in your business, or you can combine together. 
Or you could be fine being number 86, but maybe there's something on the side that you're passionate about that you want to do, and you want to learn how to build that up. And then eventually that turns into your number one. And then it's like you're not really, not that you're not working, but you actually enjoy what you're doing. 100%. And I think that's the key is where you can, because again, I see stuff all the time. Like there's friends of mine who have multiple business locations or they, this is their schedule. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's not for me. Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, yeah. I think if I use like uh, my buddy, like, uh, like just like you, I think at Ben uh, at Spire, uh, Spire Health Club here is in Phoenix. And my boy Ben runs it. Ben's been on the pod before. I think he has six or seven coaches. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Ben's training my wife now. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. And he's got a dog that uh, is there too. Uh Oh, my God. Hero. Here. No, it's a different name. Really? Yeah. I think it's a different dog. He has a dog. He brings his dog though sometimes too. But it's another one of his trainer's dogs. No shit. Yeah. He don't give a fuck. No. My dog can't be here. My dog's old as hell. It's just, It wouldn't have worked anyway when she was young. It was just too much. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Ben. He don't give a shit. No. Um, but he coaches like six or seven people. Yeah. I can't do that, man. I, I, I can't. It's too much. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not. I can't be your best friend. Right. Like I can't. Again, I can some days. <laughs> like, like today, like. Like today, Brian and I can talk shit and it's cool and, yeah, and, and I'm yeah. happy and I like him. He's a great kid and, and him and I shoot the shit sometimes. But some days we're both in here just working. And by the time everybody leaves, yeah, I'm done. Like I can't. And if I had five of those, like I got five, six, seven different sets of problems. Like I know that's not for me. Right. And a lot of these groups and these things you do, like there's discovery in there. You're like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of better with a small team. I'm kind of better with doing it this way versus this way. I'm better here versus here. And that takes you, you might think you're a great manager or you're a great leader or you're a great whatever, but you don't know until you're in the game. Well, that's knowing who you are or learning who you are and then embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. And not trying to force something. Well, this is how, this is how my insurance business or my, uh, you know, my attorney's office or my accounting firm has to be. Right. There is no right or wrong answer, dude. Because there's a lot of living in fear. Like if I give up this opportunity or if I do this this way based on how they want me to do it and how I, you know, am passionate about doing it, you you fear missing an opportunity or not making money or it's the same with like relationships. It's like, oh my God, if I don't do this for this girl or for this dude or this and that, you know, I could very well, you, you, people are always trying to like mind read. And at the end of the day, they're always wrong. Well, it's the, and it's like what you, I'll, I'll use this example. It's like what you think is super cool versus the reality of what it is. Like yeah. when I was younger, I and my wife will say this too. We love to travel like for vacation to do cool shit yeah. in amazing places. Like, hey, you got to go to Maui, Jeremy. Sure. Okay. Sign me up, dude. Like, hey, we're going to Rome. You're going to hang out in the Coliseum like you're fucking Maximus. I'm like, yeah, dude. Sweet. Super cool. But going to work, like, hey, you got to go to Dallas for a work trip. You got to go to New York, dude, for a work trip in December. Like, nah, man, like, mm. I don't want to do that shit anymore. Now, I used to think from the outside, like, when those opportunities would go to other people and maybe wouldn't come to me, I'm like, well, why is that guy getting that opportunity? Like, that's fucking bullshit. You almost have, like, yeah. that, that FOMO. And then when I would get to do it, I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. Like, I don't want to stay in a hotel by myself, and I don't want to go awkwardly have to like fake meet people i mean you're meeting them but i'm like i don't really want to talk to them yeah and like even when i go speak now i'm very grateful and i'm thankful it's not sometimes what you think it is from the outside because most of these 
the speaking engagements I get, I can't really talk like this. No. Like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like I could probably say fuck once, maybe. And sometimes I can say like shit and some stuff. Um, <laughs> sometimes those guys don't call me back though. So it's like, yeah, that's not who I am. Right. And if I have to change everything about who I am and what I do to be successful in public speaking or in running an insurance agency, do I even want to do it then if I can't do it in my own way? Yeah. Now there's give and take there for sure. Like I don't got to say fuck 82 times. Like I can, I can know my audience. Yeah, you can dial it down. I go, but I also have to be able to be me. Otherwise, I can't deliver the way that I really need to deliver. And so if you can't wear Van Halen T-shirts and baseball caps and jeans and fucking tennis shoes and you had to wear a suit every day, bro, you're not here right now. No, I'm not here. We're not friends, for no, one. No, I mean, maybe we would be. I don't know. No. Um, but yeah. you're like, but no offense, like you're like my insurance agent. Like you're just a fucking dude I know who just like sends me an email once or twice a year and is like, does the bare fucking minimum because you're not passionate about it. Because you're stuck in a box and you haven't figured out a way to make it fit your life. Well, what, what's so interesting is that, you know, today I called one of my carriers and we were chatting. And she's like, hey, D'Lo, I'll be in your office next week and I'm bringing so-and-so and so-and-so. And she's like, oh, and, you know, Bill, who's like head of whatever, uh, the, the whole department, you know, Bill just kind of wanted to, you know, tell have me tell you that, you know, Christina, who's I'm bringing is... You know, she's she's very Christian and very, you know, and and I'm just like I'm sitting here pondering this and I'm like, okay, so I give a fuck like what am I supposed to like, like not swear or something? Yeah, not swear. or Well, well, I'm just kind of letting you know. and I'm like, yeah, OK, uh, duly noted. And and I, I just want to come in like a thousand percent harder than I usually do. <laughs> it's uh, well, I, I mean, but like, again, David Jack and I are very close. Yeah. David David Jack has blessed my gym with holy water. Like, that's how. How? Yeah. How fuck. He's the fucking fitness Jesus. bro. <laughs> like to a fucking T. He is fitness Jesus in every sense of the word. He is the goat. I'll never and not say great. that. That's yeah. great. I owe him everything. I go. But even to him, he'll go to me. He'll go, dude, he goes, you got. Heart of an angel, bro. Mouth of a sailor. Yeah. He goes, that's okay. Yeah. He goes, that's the way you do it. He goes, I'll take what I want. I'll leave the rest. And like, and that's how he frames like it. I go, but that's all we can do with anybody. Yeah. Because if you can't be you, I don't think this is successful. Because you, and what I, what I mean by that is if you, and maybe people, again, if you're super talented, you can hate what the fuck you do and be successful. Yeah. Talent, it's not like people I always will use the word, they'll say passion. Oh, if you're passionate about it, you'll be successful. Dude, if you're not talented and you suck, you can love something. Like, I could love playing guitar. I'm sure I'll be fucking terrible. Or I could love singing. You hear me. Yeah, I've heard the, it. The yeah. same, they same from me. Not good. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not usher. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, I, I'm just, I, I don't have that. I go, so there, talent is a real thing. Um, and you can be passionate behind it, but there has to be something there yeah. as well. There sure. really does. And you have to know that about yourself. Well, part of, part of, Talent and passion is authenticity, and I think if you're, if you have that authenticity, and you come off as that, um, as that person that people they feel that energy, then all that other stuff goes out the window. I don't really think that they they, they may notice kind of the characteristics of who you are and how you are, and it's like you know, oh that Delo guy's over the top, or you know, Jeremy's just very you know cut to the point. So, I but they're o- they're okay with it because it's real because it's real. Exactly. Well, I couldn't have stayed in this for this long if I had to come in here and wear a polo. 
Yeah, no. And tuck it into no, pants. I would laugh. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, <laughs> I just, I can't. It's, it's too much. It's not, and I'm not, again, there's not knocking anybody who does that. I go, if that's your thing, that's your thing. The point of me bringing any of this up is that I think in order to be successful, unless you're the rare case where you're just a, a fucking unicorn of talent and you hate what you do and you just do it because you can crush and make money, respect. Yeah. Most of us, we're not that. No. We have to enjoy what we do and we have to, en- or at least enjoy most of it or parts of it or at least not hate it Yeah. every single day. Right. Now, there's some days where I'm like, I don't want to come do this shit, bro. Oh, yeah. But the last thing I want to do is come in here. Right. On some days. I go, but I'll come in, I'll do it, I'll make work out. And I'm like, and I'll sit here for a minute. And I'm like, and I'm thankful that I get to do it. Yeah. And I have the opportunity to do it. And those days aren't all the time. I go, but you're not going to love every second. I go, but if every day you're dreading it and every day you feel like you have to play a role that's not you and you're doing something that really doesn't build into your strengths, I don't know if you can be successful for the long haul. And I don't know why you just even want to do that, period. You know? It's tough. I mean, I get it for people. Like, if you're stuck in, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you here for three hours and go down eight rabbit holes. But it's like when you go, you know, you have these kids. God, I'm going to fuck people's brains up. Like, <laughs> you, you have them go to college, you yeah. know, and they'll spend, you know, if lucky if their parents will pay for them. But if not, it's like... They're in debt. 50, 100, yeah. 200, 300K. And it's like, and now I have to do this job... Right. Just to pay back these bills. Right. And if I want to do what I'm passionate about, and I don't know if I'm good at it or not yet, I can't take the chance because this anchor is fucking weighing me down. And that's a hard place for people to be. And I don't have an answer for everybody, but that's a tough one. Yeah, but multiply that times everything going on in the world. And, I mean, again, let's let's make the hole bigger. Everything's more expensive. You're 30. You're now still living with your parents, and you have debt because you can't afford a fucking house at eight percent you ever see those the videos heather sends to me all the time it's like a grandma like dancing and it's like some boomer dancing because she bought her house for 14 dollars in a sack of peanuts and sold it for like 700k <laughs> and it would like show her like fucking just going crazy and it's and i i got a guy here too I, we were just talking about this the other day he does real estate development um super smart guy i'll introduce you to him yeah and uh, i thought he was way older he's not um it, it sucks when you get older because, like, you still think you're young and you're not. Oh, I'm guilty. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, like, shave and I'm like, my beard is so white now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you are you got old man problems and shit, dude. Um, anyways, I thought he was, like, way older than me and he's not. And now I feel super fucking old. Anyways, <laughs> we're talking about, like, real estate and development. And I framed it to him. And not to be a downer for young kids. Um, did he hold you? 26. Jesus, oh, geez. bro. You're fucked. Um, sorry, dude. Uh, oh. But I, I just, I feel like the game is so, there's way more opportunity now than there's ever been. Yeah. You can scale. There's the internet. There's technology. You're in a, you have, a, you have such this, you have a Tesla plaid and we had a fucking bicycle. Right. That's how I feel in terms of tech. Like you could fucking pff, zero to 60 in one second and I'm fucking yeah. Pee Wee Herman and that shit. I go, but we also could buy into the game that was way cheaper than the game is now. And I said this to him the other day. I go, dude, what if you were 30 and you owned no property and you had student loans and car loans and you had normal people debt? How the fuck would you do this? I go, because even me today, mm-hmm. let's just say all things considered, I make the amount of money I make today, which mm-hmm. is not going to last forever. I, I can't keep this up. I go, and my wife and us together. But if we owned nothing, 
there is 0% chance I could own my home and own this place at the same time. Right. Because the cost of entry is in the fucking millions and millions of dollars now. Where I was playing at it when it was hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And those are huge differences. And that's not even, and that's everything else. Right. I never had student loans. Like I never had a car payment. I've never had any of those things. And so I look at it, not, again, I'm getting real fucking end of the world here. I just, I feel like it is tougher for the younger kids. And, and to sit here and say it's not, like, hey, man, just take a chance and chase your passion. You can, but you got to be real reluctant and being an entrepreneur, and you got to be real fucking smart with the chances you take. And you got to be focused, and, you know, it can be done. 100%. It can be done. Yeah. Yeah. You have so many opportunities in this, but it is, I, I, I don't know. But again, I, I lived with roommates right. for a long, till when I was, till I wound up at my first place, like late, late 20s is when I bought my first place. Same here. Same but, I, here. but I live with three dudes. Yeah. In an upstairs bedroom that was 300 fucking degrees for a long time. Oh, in the hood. That's right. 30, yeah. 32nd Street and Bell. Oh, Greenway, God. Greenway Square, everybody. Still the hood. Fucking clip up, dude. It was no joke. Oh. And you live and you live with your parents. I go, so you do eat shit. And you that. do. But I'm just like, if someone would, someone asked me the other day, like, hey, would you do this over again? I'm like, no. No. I can't. I, I can't. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. But to start, again, I'm older too. So there's that. But like, to start all of the email list over all of social media mm -hmm. over and to say, Hey, do I want to come start a, start a gym um, and buy all the equipment and buy the building and buy the stuff? Like I love it, man. And I fucking love it. And I'm like, I don't know if I would want to do it again, but again, I, I'm not 25. I, I, w I wouldn't start the agency of the way I did it again. You would, you would do parts of things, but you wouldn't do the same thing. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It's just crazy to think of where we're at now monetarily as a society and with everything going on. And When does it crash, bro? I, <sighs> like, do you follow Peter Schiff? Has it crashed? I mean, is it not? Like, are, is, is it, it crashing it, right now? I mean, not, are we going down? I mean, like, are we in the Titanic and they're just playing the music and we're just enjoying the ride as it sinks? But I think you and I have lifeboats because of the way that we had set ourselves up. And again, it's not I'm a better than you sort of thing. It's maybe I was just in the right place at the right time sort of thing. I was near the boat, you know? Yeah, no, I think, like, well, timing for sure. Like, if you're, yeah. like, in the, like, what what's the, what is a, what's boomers? Like, what's the boomer generation? Oh, my kid calls me that and I just. But you're not a boomer, though, are you? No, I think I am a boomer. No, you're not, are you? Yeah, I think so. No. Born in the 70s, right? Hold on. That's yeah. not right, is Diddy's it? Diddy's saying I'm a boomer. Are you really? Yeah. Let me see. Boomer age range. My kid called me a boomer one day, and I 50, was like... 50, no, dude. Baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. Currently oh. between 57 and 75. 71.6 million. Gen X was born between 1965 and 1979.80. I'm X, baby. And it's currently between 41 and 56 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how wild is that? My, my dad was a bouncer at a bar, and he beat up the police chief and didn't go to jail for it. I mean, that's how old he is. Dude. Because because the police chief was drunk being an asshole. I mean, that's the society that they lived in. No seatbelts. No, no seatbelts. No. Cigarettes and vending machines. Cigarettes on airplanes. I know. Yeah. Think about it. Restaurant. Smoking section. All of it. Dude, and America was great. America... <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Remember the Kmart video I sent you? On oh, yeah. Yeah. I worked at Kmart. Did you? Yeah, I was a checker. Oh. I went. I remember sitting through the training in like the back room watching these bullshit videos, and I did. It. I had no money. That's I was, amazing. I think I was, I think it was, I wanted to get a car. Yeah. So I was like, was I 15? 
Can you work when you're 15? I think it was 15. I think, yeah, back then you could work. Yeah, I think that was like one of my first jobs. It sucked, though. Blue light special, baby. Kmart's are dead, right? I think so. I think they're all gone. All of them? Yeah. 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 My job was Burger King. I was the King Whopper maker. Really? Yeah. Uh, that sucks, too. It was bad. I worked at a restaurant called Chula Vista. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a dishwasher. Yeah. That sucked, too. Those all those jobs suck. But I do, I do feel bad for young kids. I just feel... Yeah. It's a... There's a lot of opportunity, and so I don't mean it to say it that way. I just, and I don't mean to talk finances on here and economics, but that's part of business. It is. It's um, it's just crazy, like how, you remember like when you would say like, if I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh my god. Like you, you would you used to crush. Hundred percent. And if you live in you know, nowhere in Nebraska, a hundred G's. It's a lot of money. Yeah, you probably crush. Yeah. You, dude, you can't live in Scottsdale and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. It just cost me $87 to fill up my Jeep. My truck was 170 <laughs> I make 10, my, my, what was my tank, 35 gallon? I think it's 35 gallon tank. Oh my God. But it was at the super pump right here. It was like five and a fucking half, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. 175 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I might drive the Honda again. Oh, like, that thing's, yeah. That little, thing's great. It's a little wobbly. I don't know. I just, I, I look at all the economics of everything, but there's a lot of good stuff that, that's coming. There, there, there is, but like, do you think like there's a crash? Uh, no, I think we're crashing. I think it's happening right now. I just don't think people realize it. I think interest rates are going back up again. Um, wild. Another, yeah, I, I really do, and I think because credit card debt is at an all time high. Correct. It's like, yeah, it's like the trillions with a T. Yeah, I don't even understand that math. That's how high that shit is. Uh, I just think the government's going to just pour more money into. But dude, like your dollar has been devalued since inception, like ninety eight percent. And I know people are like, Jeremy, that's not real. I'm like, you can Google it. It is real. Like the dollar, what it was worth till today, has been devalued like almost the whole fucking way. Dude, an apple is two dollars at the grocery store. Think about that. An apple. Yeah, dude. Okay, something that grows off of a tree from a flower. But that's what I mean. Like, you you see, I look at everything from a business standpoint, and I'm like, I don't know what any, I'm not telling you guys what to do. Like, whether you live your your personal life, if you have emergency funds of three to six months or 12 months or whatever, and your business does too. Or, yeah. or like, Ben and I would talk a lot, like, hey, man, because we're from the same, you know, this, I don't want to say scarcity mindset, but like, we both grew up with no fucking money. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like, there's a motivation behind that one. If you grow up broke as fuck and you have nothing and you're like, I don't want to be that again. So what do I have to do to not be that ever again? So we'd be like, if the world goes to black, meaning like everybody eats shit, how long can our business survive for mm. with making no money? Right. We need to know what that number is. And that's like, like during the pandemic, we won the pandemic anyway. But and I fucking hated it. But I was like, I'll be here. Yeah. I'm like, all these other guys can die. I'm like, I'll still be here because I live my life this other way, which it's sad that because most people can't. You can, but it's it's really hard. To most do. people don't have a thousand dollars of emergency money. Isn't that wild, bro? Yeah. And then like, how do you sleep at night? That's a difference. I wish I had that. I don't know. Like, I wish I could just be like, you know what? I got 500 bucks. Like, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm good. I mean, I probably did when I was 25, but. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's wild times ahead. I don't know what happens. If interest rates go up here again and for commercial spaces too, yeah. like that's wild shit. Well, here, here's what I do know is that through 
hard work, dedication, saving like a squirrel, paying things off, not overinflating my debt, not, you know, building a good business that, you know, pretty much everybody has to have. Um, I'm going to be okay. And I want to be able to, along with you, um, cause you've done all the same stuff. Um, and there's other things again, I want to be able to teach that and help others, you know, to achieve this comfort, comfortability level or whatever, whatever the word is I'm making up. Um, because I think that's important, you know, and I think that it's very achievable because I'm not, I'm not special. I really am not. I'm just neurotic and systematic and, you know, compliant with my own inner values. And that's how I've niched myself and that's what's worked for me. And I'm excited to share that with others. Same here. And I think that's what, you know, for anybody listening, like I'll get off my doomsday predictions, but it's like <laughs> when, when you can have an awesome group of people around you, you can see them thriving and crushing, even in the the weirdest markets and the economies. The best investment, and I, and I know this is it sounds cliche to say it, but it is in yourself. Yeah, because you are the number one money maker. You are the person who drives the income. Now, whether that stuff now comes from residuals of investments and dividends and real estate, whatever. At some point, your skill set is what purchased those things. And if you can always rely on that, like you, you're the person who can always show up and you can always help and you can always connect and you have a skill and you're willing to help enough people, like you'll make the money. For sure. And if you don't know how to do it and you can surround yourself with a handful of people, like then you'll be able to do it. Yeah. And and not just talking about finances here and business and all that, because I know that's a, a big part of a mastermind, but you know, a lot of what I do and and a lot of what, you know, makes me whole is the whole the the whole spirituality aspect of of you know how you live your life and and I'm not talking about you know whether you believe in God or G- no I'm talking about like manifesting and really taking time to close your eyes and you know um, think about the things that you really want and and just you know d- repetitively doing it it's like an exercise and then a lot with what you do it's the it's the the inner body and the health and wellness stuff, even going back to talking about my bodybuilding thing. Yeah. You could be the most shredded guy in the world on, you know, a ton of roids and, you know, dehydrated and maybe you look good on the outside, but it's like, what are we doing, you know, on our insides? Is our body working? Are we feeling good? Are we digesting our food? And, and you and I have a lot of these contacts, both spiritually and, you know, I would say, you know, um, inner, inner health wise with these doctors and these people and, you know, and even like healthy tissue and just, there's so much more that just goes into it than just making money. Well, yeah. And when, I, and that's what I would say, like when I look at what is success for people, you know, we all keep stats. The life is a scoreboard, I guess, you know, like what a lot of money is. It's, yeah. it's relative. I'm like, that's part of it. But I always would look at how is that person living their life? Do they seem happy when they when I see them? Are they happy? Yeah. Are they stressed? Are they pissed off when they're here? Are they sad? Are they in chronic pain? Do they like being here? Do they have to sprint when they come out? Do they like to hang out? Like, how are they in the community? And then I, you get to see them in different settings, in their job and outside of their job, and like, you know what? That's what I want to kind of model my life to be like. And then you see the things that you don't want to do, and that's a huge part of it too. I think that's the one thing, if anything else, from, from being in a group of people, which I've learned over a period of time, whether it's my own clients or in my own groups I've been in, is like, I just look at the overall life someone lives. How much free time do they have? How much stress do they have? How much money do they make? What is their kind of day-to-day yeah. operations in their life? And if that looks cool, like something I want to do, then that's what I can model my stuff after. If I see it and I'm like, well, that guy travels 150 days a year. He seems super stressed. 
you know, he makes 750K a year. I'm like, uh, that don't really seem like that's for me, bro. Right, right. Like, there's no money to me that would be worth just being sad and miserable and stressed for. Because what's the, what's the fucking point? No, there is no point. And, you know, I look up at Rocky Balboa inside here and I think, you know what? That guy in Rocky Four. this this is not even attributable to any of this, but that guy in Rocky Four goes and he trains to go fight Drago. You know what I'm saying? Drago. Like I have the, if yeah. he dies, yeah. he dies. If he dies, he dies. But you think about that training, you know. Uh, the montage in that video. The montage. If you don't, just, first of all, if you... Watch the training montage of Rocky IV when he is in Russia. And you're not training motivated. in the snow. Oh. And you don't want to work out. Like, you'll never want to work out. Not That's just a side note. No, it, it is. And not just work out, but not just get up and just go kick ass, you know? So I think part of the, the mastermind would be a mandatory Rocky IV watch. Uh, yeah, just basically playing highlight videos. Pretty much, yeah. All day of shit. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'll get you out of here, dude. Um, we're almost like two hours here. Uh, what is the website? Do I have it? I'll put the link in the show notes um, for any of you guys who are interested. Um, just jeremyscottfins.com slash built-different-mastermind slash. You guys can apply. Uh, hop in there if it sounds like something you guys want to do. Um, you can go to my website too, iamthedelo.com, and first thing that pops up is apply for the mastermind. Yeah, you guys check it. Um, obviously, Delo. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, I What is I am the Delo. Yeah, thank you. That's it. I am the dealer on Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, if you guys want to give them a follow, but um, we'll bring them back on, talk business, life shit, whatever. Just yeah, we'll probably bring people on from the mastermind too that, you know, have some added value and do like a just a fun thing, right? Either my podcast or yours or whatever. Oh, yeah, dude. I do want to ask you before we leave because I thought this was funny. What are your top three old man problems right now? What do, do you have three? Yeah. So, what uh, are your three? I have to get up to pee a lot. Yeah, same. I'm always looking in the mirror about how much thinner my hair might or might not be getting. Um, I mean, I'm I'm basically committed to <laughs> to shaving. shaving yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I I pretty much can sit on the couch during a movie and fall asleep at 7:45. Yeah, the the piss one for sure um, <laughs> sucks, dude. It's horrible. Um, prostate, bro. Can you uh, fall right back asleep after you pee? Sometimes that's all, probably my third one is to sleep. Mm. It sucks, dude. It's not the same, you know. And, and there's different seasons of life too. And it's not like I don't. It's just it's not. And again, I'm like I'm not a hundred years old. Some people are perfect, but I'm like I do a lot of shit. Yeah, I have a lot of shit going on. And like I'll lay there and be like, well, now my brain, and not, I'm not worried. My brain just doesn't turn off. Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck. Tomorrow's this day. I got to do this, this, and this. And I'll sit there and just try to count and do whatever. And, you know, I try not to, like, you know, I try not to drink and do drugs and do things to, like, to go to sleep, which is a fucking... But it's a weird how things do change. Or, like, things like uh, Molly McGrath posted this on Instagram today. She's like, my elbows hurt doing... Uh, she's a she's super fucking strong, like, doing pull-ups. And I'm like, yeah, bro, if I do enough, like... I'll get like referred elbow pain and like yeah. never had that before. Yeah. Dude, I knock on wood, I never had like a physical I've had like internal shit for sure. Um, that's just genetics, but like never a physical like injury. Like, but and I sometimes now I'm like, it would just be easier if like I could just like break my hand and then not have to deal with like this other shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just one time like break it, fix it, and be done. Okay, let's not throw that out there. As opposed to as opposed to like, oh my knees hurt. Yeah. 
or my fucking I'm aching. Yeah, or like my back is tight, like my back was fucked. All right. Um, for like six months. Yeah, you were not happy. Yeah, it was fucking miserable, oh. dude. And I'm like, to 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 get back was so. And again, I I think I'm better off for it. I try to look at all those things too, and this is just a life take in general. Like all the shit I've had to deal with physically, um, internally, externally, you name it, physical, mental, emotional, whatever the fuck, you're always better off afterwards. It just sucks having to deal with it mm-hmm. during the time you deal with it because sadly, when you, as you get older, it really doesn't get better. No. I, I'm like, I, like Brian was here. He's like, oh, my neck hurts. Do you have a massage person? And I'm like, yeah, the people at Moon Restoration, they're fucking great. You know, Geyer's great, whatever. And he's 31 today. And I'm like, I, I want to say, bro, it gets better, but it you, you just got more reps on the body. Yeah. And you just really got to be, this is for anybody. You can do all the right things, dude. And uh, sometimes you just get fucked. Like yeah. you just, you just do. You get, you get dealt a shitty car. You know, people get in car accidents. Different things happen in life, right? Like you, there's people here who get hurt just like slip and fall in the you shower. You just move your neck. Yeah. Stupid shit. Yeah. And it's like, you can do all the right things and, and still things can go wrong. But what I would say is just put yourself in a good position to be successful. You know, like just eat good, try to get good sleep, do all the right things. It doesn't guarantee anything. No. Um, but it puts you like you're in the fight anyway. Um, but yeah, as you get older, man, it does. And wear uh, cut gloves when you're cutting vegetables. Ugh, oh, dude, stupid. I ripped. I told this on here before. I ripped my whole fingernail off. Oh. My whole, this whole entire fingernail came off opening Grillo's pickles. Oh, God. Like, the just fucking snapped. And I'm like, I could, I, like, band-aided it on for, like, a week. Yeah. And I thought it would, like... Heal together like mm, a lizard? Yeah, no. no don't uh, do that. Like, that shit was rough. Bro. Grillo's pickles. It, like, you're just gripping the thing, right? Yeah, but you know, like, they have the little middle part where yeah. it's plastic, and then you try to flip it up. Oh. Well, because I bite my nails like a six-year-old, right. my thumb didn't have any, so I took my, <laughs> my index finger, and it was just like, fuck, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, it was not fun. So, yeah. <sighs> Um, All right, I got to go vomit. We got old man problems. <sighs> but with uh, the old man problems comes some wisdom. Old man wisdom. Yes, that's right. That's the key. Um, follow Dilo on Instagram, you guys. If you want to check out the Mastermind Group, hit it up. Follow his page. He's here all the time. I got a video of you I'm going to do for Instagram here uh, pretty soon. Oh, cool. Uh, like a fitness one. It'll be uh, pretty dope. So that'll be up on there. Um, everything else is in the show notes for you guys. If you want to join, uh, obviously, the app, hit me up. If you want uh, free samples of AG1, it's there as well. If you guys are on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I'd appreciate it. Same thing for Spotify. Dilo, I appreciate it as always. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.